again. Welcome. Welcome to our voices. We are drinking rosé. Rosé from Target. Rosé from Target. Uh, yeah, the new house brand. What's it called? Um, It is The Collection. Oh my god, that's so lame. Very classy. It's like calling your album The Album. Like, yeah. no, we get it. The the album the collection the collection rosé totally passable i think it was like yeah, six good. or seven bucks like yeah it, it wasn't that expensive no i think that i think it might be nine or ten actually oh is it it's slightly more than the other like the california roots one Oh, yeah that's our other like house target. brand uh-huh. yeah okay so it's not the cheap one it's a slightly more slightly upscale yeah slightly more well, upscale i did buy it like a week and a half ago, and then I saved so it's it for aged. recording. <laughs> it's aged in a wine cellar, Fine which is wine. just the counter where I keep the dog treats also. Yes. Um, speaking of dog treats, here's Jada, the podcaster. Mm. Oh, and this is Shades of Greys. A dog, a dog and, podcast. and twisty podcast. I'm Bethany. And I'm Katie. Hey, welcome. Glad you're here. Um, I don't know why Jada's crying, because she just went outside. She likes attention. Katie and I really liked this... Um, goat cheese and lavender honey dish mm. it was like a little bar snack at the charmont which is like a boutique hotel near us um yes they have very good snacks oh god it was so good it was like this little pot of goat cheese covered in honey yeah yeah was, was yeah, lavender in the cheese i think it was lavender honey so like lavender infused honey got you yeah on top of the goat cheese and then they gave you little toasts to not nearly enough toast. We always no, had to ask for we more. always had to get more of the toast. But it was so good. <laughs> so good. Also, Ugh. they sometimes have fried shishito peppers that mm. are like so yummy. Um, Jada has her dinner now, so <laughs> um, can you just give me a, a fresh, fresh haircut? Fresh curt. Feels so nice. Do um, I. Have in the last week been in the emergency room. Mm-hmm. Um, it was yes, you did not good. Um, maybe when we post the episode, we'll post pictures. If so, I was in so much pain, and I was like, Andrew, t- take pictures for the pod. <laughs> I swear to God, I was like, I need images for the Instagram. <laughs> Obviously, Instagram. I wasn't in that much pain. I wasn't like. I mean, I fucking no. was, but I also wasn't, like, near death. But it was from coughing and you, like, hurt your ribs, yeah? Yeah, so my ribs had been, like, tender, but then they just got, like, re- sorry. Then they just got, like, really, really, like, sharp pain, mm-hmm. and I couldn't breathe, and I couldn't get them to uncontract, yeah. and, um... See, I think I've been there before. There was one time <sighs> where I had such a bad cough that I was like, I think I broke a rib. yeah. But I didn't go in for it. Well, and it was such an <laughs> acute shift. Like, I had been fine. I'd walked Jada earlier, like, felt totally okay. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I was, like, mm, I was actually sitting editing the pod. Yeah. And, w- and then was, like, oh, my God, I can't sit. And then I tried to sit on the ground, and I was, like, oh, my God. And then I tried to – I was, yeah. like, thinking about laying down. But it was, like – I was making noise – like when people are in labor on TV and they're like, ha, ah, ha, ah, ah, you know, and it, it was, it's like the muscle yeah. spasms yeah. Um, around the ribs. So yeah, went in and they did x-rays and they were like, yeah, no, we can't see a break, but 
uh, or a fracture, but the x-ray does miss like 10 to 20%. Mm-hmm. So it's possible I did still have one. Yeah. Um, so what But they, nothing so, yeah. Yeah. So obvious. That but, it was like, oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. So what they did is they gave me um, a prescription for muscle relaxers and then also just said like, take ibuprofen. Um, so there's no like opioids in the muscle relaxer, um, but... That's nice. It was... <laughs> Like, almost instant relief, like, you know, a couple hours after I took it. I felt so much better. Um, And then only needed it, like, a couple more times throughout the week following. And you could take it, like, up to three times a day. So it wasn't, you know, that kind of as needed. Yeah. It was was fine. I had really great care. The doctor, the um, attending who met with us or the, I don't know, she was in scrubs, um, had like the perfect like blue surgical scrubs like she was so cute and like mm-hmm. fun i like wanted to be like i have a Grace anatomy podcast but i also didn't want to because then i feel like <laughs> she'd be like oh you're a hypochondriac you know like right oh yeah. you think you know what i do so uh, <laughs> yeah um well we are on Season two, episode 20. 20. Oh, my God. It's so far. I know. I was thinking, like, oh, wow, 20. We're almost to the end. I know. We're getting so close. We're getting so close to so much drama. So, oh, my God. So much drama. Yeah. Um, so this episode. Ooh. Wine break. Wine. This episode is entitled Band-Aid Covers the Bullet Hole. Yes, which is by Scarling. Scarling. Um... The lyrics video I pulled up had, like, a very, like, softened, glowy vignette. Ooh. Um, and the picture of the band, everybody had, like, pencil-thin eyebrows and, like, stripy mm. emo tops. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, there, it was very of the time. Totally. Indeed. Um, but it also makes me think of the T-Swift, uh, you know. Band-aids don't fix bullet holes. Mm. You say sorry, just show. You live like that. You live with ghosts. Um, because that's a more recent. <laughs> you know, I've never heard of this song before. Hi, Come up here. hi. Come, on. Come up here. I think you smell my doggy on me. That's right. Now Katie's a dog mom to you. Mm, yeah, reluctant dog mom. <laughs> Aw, you'll, you'll love her once she's better behaved. Yeah. You've never really been a huge no, dog she, person. Yeah, I'm I'm not. So I think it's, I'm at the level where I should be, probably. I agree. In that, in that direction. I agree. Handling it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Buffy has a lot. Buffy has a lot. She's a puppy. She has a lot of energy. Buffy the puppy. If she was any bigger, it would be a problem. But she's a good size. Yeah. How is she full German Shepherd? No, she's a mix of stuff. Okay. Is yeah. she gonna get much bigger? I don't think so. They okay. didn't. They didn't think so. Nice. The people. Yeah, that's the a people good, didn't think so. They're like rescue people. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, let's begin. George intensely staring in the mirror, oh, and then goodness. a shot at nail scissors. <laughs> Yes, he's in he's in Burke's bathroom it's very looking fancy. in the mirror and yeah, a pair of cuticle scissors totally is just sitting there. The worst thing, this so he cuts his hair with these, we find out later. Yes. Obviously, he's going to cut his hair with them cuz just in the other in the uh recap, yes. he talks about how he grew his hair out for her, for Meredith. Because Meredith like, you know, whatever. Well, because Derek has that long dreamy hair. 
So, so this was George's idea. George was like, oh, I'll look just like him. Allow me to emulate <laughs> by growing out this crazy... If I grow out my curly... Childish mop. Yeah. Yeah. Eighth grade skater boy oh mop God. hair. Listen, no one was ever eighth, mad at an eighth grade skater boy in, in eighth, eighth grade, grade. That was real hot look. Of course. And like really greasy and like mm. covered in Axe body spray. Yes. Right? But mm. guess what? We're all grown-ups now. So it's not cute on your doctor. No, and it's inappropriate to be an eighth grade boy when you're a doctor and a grown-up. And it's inappropriate to think well to to try to guilt someone because you changed something about yourself to get them to like you and then It didn't work. It didn't work, so somehow it's their fault. It's twisted. <sighs> So George is looking at himself in the mirror. He, they, the camera is like shooting to these cuticle scissors, which again, don't do that. It's the worst choice because he's in Burke's bathroom. Burke definitely has a pair of clippers. He probably has a full-on grooming set, like with the shears and everything. Because like, Burke is well kept. He keeps like, himself immaculate, even if he did like a, you know, a really long, like a six on like a buzzer, like, right. Yeah, his his haircut is all the same length, so it would not be hard. So he's doing it himself, probably. Yeah. Um, oh Where's the bowl? Yeah. <laughs> um, we have a voiceover about patients always telling doctors how to do their job, suggesting a quick solution, you know, stuff like that. Which is what you thought that doctor would think of you if you had been like, "Hey, I'm a <laughs> right." If I was like, "Hey, I have interests." In medicine. I can fix this thing. Right. But really, it's just like, I'm so fascinated and in awe. Please tell me things so that I can do things. Yeah. Because I I really, I'm like, I want to know. Like, Like, no, I appreciate this. Right. Yeah. I'm a true fan. (laughs) True fan. Uh, So then George starts cutting his hair with the tiny scissors. He fucking, like, grabs what are his bangs and just starts hacking. Like... I mean, it's amazing that it turned out as well as it did, the way that he's... There's no there's no way he could have gotten everything. It, no. It looks very intentional, the way there's, like, long pieces left in the front. Totally. Rather than, oh, he just cut it haphazardly. Right. It would look a little bit different than that. Yeah. But... You've seen home-done haircuts, you're telling me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have. Have you ever had to fix one that somebody came in with? Um... Nothing that I can really think of offhand, but there have been times when people are like, oh, sorry, I trimmed my bangs myself. Like, yeah. if, if you see something weird, that's why. Yeah, and they're like, like, this okay, wasn't a professional yeah. stylist. You're like, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> Katie um, was a professional stylist for a couple of years, right? Yeah. Yeah, like a little over a year or something yeah. that I actually, until I got knocked up and had a baby <laughs> and... Never went back. And then said, fuck you, standing on the floor all day, talking to people. <laughs> I don't make enough money to make up for child care. No, thank you. <laughs> um, so then we have Doc, the dog, running around in a park. And Derek... Well, and the voiceover... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Kind of as they're transitioning, the scenes are transitioning, is saying that people say, just stitch me up and slap a Band-Aid over it and I'll go home. So it's that kind yes. of idea that these quick fixes... Yeah, there's... This quick fix is totally going to solve everything. No worries. Right? It's just quick, quick, yeah. 
Um, Same for emotional damage. Yes. So Derek is (laughs) hucking a stick. And Meredith is with him. Yes, Um, there's Meredith walking. They're smiling. She has not told him that her and George had sex. No. She's told him that she did a bad thing and that her friends are mad at her and all that. And so he doesn't know what the bad thing is, but she's still kind of talking about it. But not telling him what it was. Right. And Mer- or Derek wants to know. Um, yeah, because they're friends. And friends tell friends. each other stuff. We're friends. Yeah. And then when Meredith tries to get him to talk about himself, he mm. is like, no, I have no problems. Mm. I don't have anything to say. Well, well, okay. So first fashion note. Mm. <laughs> Derek yes. is wearing, like, a navy quilted jacket that's very L.L. Bean kind of. Totally L.L. Bean. Mm. Mm-hmm. Over a blue, we find out later it's a long sleeve t-shirt. And I just said that blue is a really good color on him. It Especially is, that kind yeah. of muted, like, navy and sort of a muted blue mm-hmm. are really nice on him. And then Meredith has this really ugly purple turtleneck on. And then <laughs> just this random sweater that doesn't. It doesn't fit. Doesn't mean sense. anything over it. Yeah, yeah it's an issue. Um, but yeah, Derek says that at the at this moment in time, he's very specific in his yes. language. He's not saying like, oh, I don't have any problems. He's saying at this moment in time, he doesn't have any problems, not a single one. Because he, at this moment in time, he is walking with Meredith. Good note. I missed that. Yeah. I thought he was just no. avoiding the question. No, there's just oh. like this emotional sort of flirty undertone. Totally. Where he's saying, no, I'm... Right now? I'm right here, right now, I'm perfect. Oh, God. With you. He's also married <laughs> to someone else. Yep, they're <laughs> supposed to be just friends. How's just that working friends. out for them? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, good thing we put a Band-Aid on it mm. and said just friends. Such a, such a good Band-Aid. Oh, just friends. Um, Friendship. We have Christina waking up in the apartment, pressing her French press. Yeah, the French press is all ready for her. Um, there, the voiceover piece says, you know, to fix it, you have to find the disease it began with, but people don't want to hear that. Mm. So, like, finding the origin point of what caused it. You know, they just want to yes. fix the symptoms sometimes, not right. the origin. And then we get a very sweaty Burke and George returning from oh. their morning run. God, they're <laughs> and George so is sweaty. So excited. Um, they did five miles in fifty minutes, which is far. Yeah, ten minutes per mile. But to keep that same pace, I suppose I don't know. I don't run. Well, a five-minute <laughs> mile is like incredibly fast. Yeah. So I'm just thinking back to when we were. Forced to run the mile in, like, eighth grade. Yeah. Um, I basically walked it the whole way. Yeah. Me and one other girl were like, we're not doing this. Yeah. So we sort of pretended to jog and then mostly walked. Yeah. And I think we made it in, like, 10 or 11 minutes. Hmm. For They're yeah. really sweaty for having walked five yeah. miles then. <laughs> I feel like a five-minute mile is, like, people's goal. But if you're, like, five miles, so, like, there's probably walking in between and they're having to pause because they're tired or, Maybe some of them were five minutes and some of them were longer. Right. You know, they maybe didn't go the same speed the whole time. Maybe Burke had to wait on George a few times because he was a 
lagging behind. So George. But George was very excited. Is jumping up in the kitchen to reach the top shelf. Like a little puppy. For pancakes. And Christina's fucking disgusted. She's just staring at him. Like pouring her coffee. Trying to calculate something in her brain. Yeah, she's staring (laughs) at his hair and uh, makes a little comment about it. What's wrong with your hair? Yeah. Yeah. And Burke defends. Yeah, Burke tells her to leave him alone. And, oh, if he wants to cut his hair, then it's his issue. It's his thing. But he's, like, tossing stuff to George out of the fridge. Oh, that was very stressful. Were you, like... Why are you throwing eggs in the middle of the kitchen? No. That's what how I felt about it. I was like, <laughs> I I think the writers sat down and were like, how can we make it seem like they are best buds? I know no, yeah. an egg toss. <laughs> like it was so they cheesy. Were just, yeah. They were just tossing single eggs to each other. Yeah, yeah, he was, like, passing them to George, but throwing them in the air without looking. Yeah. Because he was, Neither was talking to like Christina. Looking. Yeah. That's the whole th- I was just like, how, how are you trusting George this much <laughs> to not drop an egg? Because O'Malley's his guy. That's why. <laughs> so, clearly, it's, like, the two of them and Christina on the side, yeah. which is a pain when you, like, well, live with your boyfriend, you and know? If- if it's been a few days, you know, maybe this is kind of their routine. Yes. Maybe they've done this a few times now. But, like, Christina so doesn't got want to fucking down. jog with Burke. So then George no. started doing it, and now she's like, hey, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like, I I also made a note that the hair thing is kind of interesting because it's like this, it's like a cliche for women. Totally. Um, where, oh, if you're having this sort of emotional upheaval then you change your hair. You fucking add streaks. You cut it into yeah. a pixie cut. Yes. Which as someone who changes their hair very often without any issue. Yeah, it's not like every... <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't use my emotional emotional upheavals to uh, change my hair. I change just, my hair when I'm happy about it. Yeah. You just change your hair because like you want to change your hair. Yeah. But you're right. That is absolutely like a trope of women. Yeah. It's one of those things like, oh... On a whim. Oh, he broke up with me. I'm going to get bangs. Yep. I'm going to get bangs. I'm going to do a pixie cut. I'm going to fucking put streaks of red. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go blonde. Like, totally. Yeah. So it's interesting that they have George do it. Or me in high school and my first boyfriend broke up with me. I'm going to wear all the eyeliner. I'm just going to cover my eyes with eyeliner. How did that go? I mean, I kept the look for a while. Yeah. I were really, like, it wasn't about him. It was about me loving her. Yes. Eyeliner. Yes. I really. That's uh, <laughs> this deep, deep emotional emo me- team. <laughs> Very cool. Think of, like, Very scene. Oh, so scene. <laughs> Ann Perkins on Parks and Rec one time, like, puts red streaks in her hair after her and Chris break up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I didn't do this because of you. But, like, she absolutely did. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. a thing. It is a thing. It's a cliche, but it also is a thing that happens. Sometimes it feels really good to just, like, change your yeah, look. Yeah, sometimes it's a good thing. It's a healthy thing. And um, also pretty low risk. Like, yeah. Oh, it's super low risk. I try to tell people all the time because when people are like, oh, I, can, I really want to do this to my hair, but I'm scared to do it. It's like, it's hair. Just just do it. Just do it. Like, If you don't like it, I mean... You deal with it. You grow it out. It's not the worst. Or cut it off. Or find a professional who'll fix it. Or right. or deal. Or just be like, okay, this is my hair for a little bit. Yeah. Like, life it's healthy for you. is too short not to have really exciting hair. Right. <laughs> That's 
That's my motto. Um, Hi! Jada, no dogs on the table, please. You're rude. Thank you. <laughs> um, so now we're at work. Um, Izzy also asks about George's hair. Oh, well, before that, I just oh, wanted to make sure. a note also about the... Uh, when... I think Burke asks George if he wants coffee. Mm-hmm. And then Christina kind of starts to hold up the, the French press. And then... Burke says, oh, cappuccino. And George is like, ooh, cappuccino, excellent. And then oh he he proceeds to say cappuccino in like an Italian accent. After they that. must have an espresso machine if he's making yeah. a cappuccino. Like, oh, Burke I def- think he is holding a portafilter, so that would make sense. Burke definitely has, a, has an espresso machine. My God. Of course he does. Cappuccino. Yeah, yeah it's totally. really... Uncomfortable, which is what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to make us uncomfortable. Because Christina is uncomfortable. Yeah, she's not digging it. So Izzy uh, kind of asks of George, not to George, you know. Yes, everyone's on rounds. So they're all following Bailey. George is up by Bailey. The girls are following. (laughs) Um, Alex is not there yet. Izzy says, is he having a nervous breakdown? (laughs) Uh, Again, emotional state. (laughs) Hair change. Yes, Christina says that Burke says he has issues. Yeah, Christina's definitely jealous of the Burke and George time going on. Yeah, well, I don't know if she's so much jealous as just annoyed. I could see, I definitely see annoyed. I think jealous fits in there, though, because it's like, okay. hey, this was my space. Like, get the fuck out. Like, yeah, I'm- but I think that's more of the annoyance, though. Mm-hmm. I think she doesn't think highly enough of George to be jealous. Don't you think him. she wants Preston's attention? She doesn't usually. That yeah, much. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the, like, having him on retainer, the she availability to- of him. Hello. Hello. Mmm, kisses. Uh, Jada, come here. I think more so she wants her space. Yeah. I think she wants her her home to be her space. Yeah. Because she gave up her secret house of her own. She did. You know, she yes. gave up her secret space. She already has to share with Preston and his saxophone or whatever. Or trumpet. Trumpet. His trumpet. So much. <laughs> um... So Izzy and Christina want Meredith to just apologize yeah, to George. Yeah, just apologize. Um, but she has tried that. Have you tried this thing called an apology? So Alex joins the party late. He also comments on O'Malley's hair that it looks like a hobbit. Yeah. Also, George is not that far ahead of them. He's definitely hearing all Absolutely. of this. There's no way that he's not. He's just ignoring it. Which is his prerogative. He can yeah. ignore it. Oh, and also Bailey is carrying her baby. Yes. That's kind of a big thing in here. In, like, a big sling. Yeah. It looks very, like, padded and medical. Like Yeah, she has some sort of padded sling thing that she's carrying the baby with. I just see a lot of, especially where I work, I see a lot of, like, hippie moms, all mm-hmm. cotton slings. And this has, like, a buckle and a padded strap and a zipper. Like it's, It does look more... It's almost like those fanny packs that yeah. people wear diagonal across their chest. Yeah, it's kind of like something... Old, like more old fashioned, maybe. Maybe it was from the eighties or nineties. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Alex then asks Izzy, uh, "Are you avoiding me?" Because she didn't call him back. Yes, she didn't call him back. And hmm. then she asks, "Why would I be avoiding you?" And then we cut straight to Denny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Flash to dot 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 is what I have in my head. Totally. Yes. It's, oh, why would I be avoiding you, man? I'm like having that it's sex with. Not 
Um, you know, she she's so it's deflective. Yeah, it's kind of like she doesn't even realize. Well, she didn't even notice him in the last episode. Not she was kind of like, oh, because he was like, oh, don't we have plans? She was like, oh. like, oh, no, I forgot. Sorry. Next time. Rain check. Yeah, she doesn't. She's clearly not that invested. No. And she never really said she was. It's not her fault in this. Right. It's not like she's breaking some promise <sighs> yeah. to be with him forever and ever. Because she was very adamant, like, oh, I'm not going to be with you. I'm not going to sleep with you. Right. We're not even really friends. And then the whole bomb happened. Bomb in the body cavity thing. And, and then, then they, it was like, end of the world. End of the world. Had some sex. And then... Still together, that was kind, of, kind of. Yeah, that was kind of... It, like they were on good terms after that, but they weren't together and she wasn't, she didn't want to be, but right. she didn't explicitly say that either. And so Alex is like, why are you avoiding me? Yeah. Which I think is still an okay question to no. ask someone yeah. you're sleeping yeah. with. Yeah. Um, he wants some definition and she has not quite given it to him yet, but also her mind is elsewhere. Because flash to Denny Duquette. Denny with his fucking dimples. So... So damn cute. <laughs> he is cute. Um, Izzy is presenting to Burke and also a room full of interns. Denny um, is eye-fucking her the entire time. He is, is so <laughs> flirty the whole time. Um, Alex, at one point, they shoot to him and he, like, raises his upper lip in disgust. Uh, he's noticing something. Yes. He's, he's kind of gathering what is going on. Um, and Denny's do, uh, condition is worsening. And yes. Burke kind of opens it up. Okay, interns, you know, like, how, do, how someone should we has proceed? To, yeah, someone has to stay. Yeah, how should we proceed? And Izzy kind of has the answers. But then Alex does, too. They sort of cut each other off and kind of mm. battle. Um, yeah. And then they both offer to stay with him around the block. Yes. Izzy volunteers and then Alex pushes forward, like, Butts Christine out of the way. So like, oh, annoying. I will too. Right. He's like, I don't want to leave them alone. Like, it's a weird. It is a power move. It's also like. It's kind of. Could you be more obviously insecure? Yeah. But it's also. It's almost. It's not super obvious either. You don't like think how, so? how he reacts every time though. He He's not super like. Oh, you know. Yeah, to he's me, a little more subtle about it. Pushing to stay because Izzy that, said yeah. so is obvious. Yeah. But I also know how it goes. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, like, I know where the story goes. Um, I, I feel like he plays it in a good way where he's still this confident, cocky person, but... Deeply insecure. He's got a little bit of deep-set insecurities. I, and, I mean, that's true for any... You know, yeah. bully anybody who's yeah. like thinks they're top dog. There's always like deep set insecurity. So, yes. um, yeah. So then we have Allison. She's back on the clock. Um, yes, she's covering for a Doctor Pollock. Who I don't know that we ever meet. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Um, but the patients are Mr. and Mrs. Gibson, and yes. they have had a preterm premature rupture of the membranes at 28 weeks. I mean, the water broke early, really early. Um, so bed rest has been prescribed. She has a low fever. So she's been there for seven weeks on bed rest. Oh, so she's God. at 35 weeks. That's kind of like, okay, we can do this thing. Yeah. The patient um, wants a C-section. 
Um, yeah, she's so ready. She I is. I feel it. <laughs> I feel you. I said both anxious to have the baby, but with a tinge of resentment? Question mark. <laughs> which I feel like no, yes, that's that's maybe. how you feel at to the, both. Yeah. yeah. When you're in that third trimester, like that last month. And I can only imagine on bed rest, it's For way seven worse. seven weeks. In the hospital. Yeah. That's <laughs> got to be so much more intense. Oh, my God. But that last month especially is the worst. Aww. You feel like you just want the baby out. Yeah. Because it's like any time, you know. Any time. <laughs> we're on the last month. You can come out now. <laughs> so, but before they can do a C-session, they need to do some blood work. Yes. Uh, Mrs. Gibson goes to the bathroom and Mr. Gibson. Oh, Mr. Gibson kind of oh. stops Addison. At first I was like, oh, this guy, Mr. Gibson looks familiar. It might be another guest character at some other point. I yeah. said, and then a little bit after that, I was like, oh, wait, now I know why I remember him. Wait, now I recall. Yeah. I recall. It's because of this character. He thinks um, Addison, but he steps too close. Steps a little close and he's looking at her. Like he's just staring at her. Yeah. And, um,. Yeah, he asks us. He says he asks if anyone else has ever told her that she bears a striking resemblance to Catherine Deneuve, a young Catherine, a, ca- a young Catherine Deneuve. He's oh no, you know, not old. Which um, I did uh, get the pictures just so you can see because she does look like oh that's, my that's Catherine God. Deneuve. Yeah, she looks exactly like her. Totally. And yeah. oh, we'll post also that for that, sure. that funny pic. I. I chose that one because that's young Kate Walsh from the 90s with oh her 90s hair. God, it's so... <laughs> I just thought that was a fun like, one. Just shoot me. That's what yeah, that reminds me yeah. of. Like, like, I still think it's really cute. It like, that cute. people would wear that today. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And he, she is clearly uncomfortable. Like, he has She's, not left yeah. enough space between them. She's not sure how to handle it. He's not full-on, like, flirting, groping. He's kind of leaving enough. It's I think he's leaving enough far. where it's, it's too far. <laughs> it's in that gray area. I feel like it's not full on. It's at a weird spot. It's But because she's uncomfortable, that's what makes me say mm. it's too far. Yes. Like, if he was at all concerned or interested in what she had to say, he would have backed up. And yes. been like, oh, this isn't going well. And Christina and George and Meredith kind of all look at each other. Yeah. And Bailey <laughs> very quietly goes... I've been told I look like Halle Berry. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, not to be left out. <laughs> I feel like she was saying that as like as if um, Addison doesn't look like Catherine Deneuve. Oh. But looking at the pictures, she definitely does. He's not he's not wrong. <laughs> no, he's not wrong. He's so right. to me, it was like, <laughs> hello, there's other people in the room. I'm also a grown up, and yeah. Like, how do I? You're re- not talking about who I look like. like. How do I react to this? Yeah, and she's kind of a little a weird. Bit yeah, and also this is like her first time meeting them. So weird. So, like, if she was the regular doctor, she would have already known them right. and would have a rapport and right. And like, I don't know to pull that reference out of nowhere. Like, obviously it's a TV show, but yeah. like that would be really weird. Like, and what if you don't know who that is? You go, go back and Google it. Maybe that's why she was so uncomfortable. She didn't know who it was. <laughs> what if he was saying like, Oh, you look like this real ugly person. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, he's clearly, uh, she goes smitten. back and Googles it. And yeah. She like, kind of rushes out oh. of the room. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Baby's crying off and on. Bailey gets a page. ER needs a consult. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and Addison, Addison is still walking with them. Yeah, she sends O'Malley and Gray to go do the ER consult. Yeah, George is kind of not happy with that. He doesn't <laughs> realize, why Why do we need both? Like, hey, I don't want to be with Meredith. Um, but Addison is going to take care of Mrs. Gibson. Mm-hmm. Um, and Christina's still there, and she hasn't really been given any. She doesn't have an assignment yet. So that that's interesting. Um the nursery is full, so that's why Miranda still has yes. the baby. Yeah, Bailey's kind of explaining why she doesn't, she hasn't left the baby somewhere else. Tucker's out of town. Addison kind of picks up the baby from her arms and Aww. is holding him. And then the chief walks up and you brought your baby to work. And I wrote, what the fuck else was she supposed to yeah, do? Yeah, which is kind of how she reacts too. Like Totally. And he, he says very... Uh, Obviously, <laughs> you can't take him into surgery. Yeah, she's you know he's kind of joking like, oh you oh, you're not going to take him into surgery with you are you? But he's also like, wait, does she really know this? Of course she fucking knows yeah. that. Yeah, like, and she doesn't have anything on the books yet, and he's like yet, and she says, okay, I can't solve a problem until there's a problem. Is there a problem? <laughs> yeah, like leave me the fuck alone. I'm and then Addison, yeah, Addison backs do. her up. Like, is there a problem, Richard? Yeah, fucking love it. <laughs> well, it's interesting, you know, like any, you know, when she said, oh, I'm breastfeeding in here, you know, she showed that she had been lactating and yeah. it was throwing, showing through the shirt. Richard just like it does make him uncomfortable. He he's, freaks out. He's never had any children, so he that he's he knows not, of. That he knows of, yes. Uh-huh. He has not raised any children. He, that's correct. He has not raised any children. So he's deeply uncomfortable. And like this woman power of like, fuck yeah, I fucking brought my baby with me to fucking work. What the yes, fuck are you going to do? The two like, most badass ladies in the place. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Plus the third Plus in Christina. the background. <laughs> yeah. Not that she has anything to say about it. But. No, she doesn't. But it is an interesting like... Uh, yeah, no, of course I'm not going to fucking bring him into surgery. But I do like that. You know, he's like, Whoa, and she's like, is there a problem? Like, like yeah, I can't, the fuck can't solve that until, yeah. Until there's a problem and there's not one. So what, you want to send me home? You know, uh, you want me to not fucking be here? God, I love her. Ooh. You're the one who's going to have to take over if that's right. the case. Exactly. Basically. Oh, I, oh, no, no, no. Because they're like the only two general surgeons at the moment for <laughs> some reason. Biggest hospital <laughs> in the region. Oh, my God. Premier. Um, so then we have Meredith and George. They're waiting for an elevator because they're trying to get down yeah, to the ER. Meredith is just staring at George. Kind yeah. of waiting for some acknowledgement, and he's doing everything he can to avoid her. Yeah, he's like, he's reading a little book, maybe studying. I think he studied out of that before. And he's yeah. facing front, and she's turned 90 degrees, facing directly at him, um, trying, trying to get him to talk. Yeah. At some point, you're going to have to talk to me, is what she says. And he continues to avoid her gaze and says, I'm going to take the stairs. And runs off. I just think it's interesting how they're pointed. You know, he's not giving anything, and she's giving 100%. She's been trying to apologize since it happened. Right. And and also, she shouldn't have had to that much. It maybe wasn't her fault. Not entirely. No. 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 <laughs> no. But guess what? Georgie's the victim. Oh, yeah. Everybody feel bad for George. As she says later in the episode, it takes two to make a terrible sexual mistake. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Takes two to tango yeah. is kind of the original line. Yeah. But yeah. She says something like a troubled version of that. Yeah. A dark and a twisted A sexual version. decision. Yeah. yeah. Um, except that 
when it doesn't, then it's a power move. Um, because yeah, rape isn't about sex. Rape isn't about sex. Rape is about power. I've who was I listening to this week? They were saying like everything is about sex except sex, which is about power. Like, mm. which is a pretty like intense Interesting. take. But I thought like I think that's too much. But I totally yeah. agree. It's far too much. However, the crime of However. rape and sexual assault mm-hmm. are about power. Any kind of assault, really. Yeah. 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 That's true. Any I kind of to... like asserting, yeah. Yeah. Asserting of dominance is about power. Well, obviously. <laughs> about well, power. yeah, but it's not about, it's, about know, it's not just because like somebody wanted to fuck. Like, no, no. Nope. That's not how that works. If they wanted that, there's much easier ways to do that. That don't involve other people. Yeah. Or they do, but they get paid properly. Um, right. Anyway, sex work is work. <laughs> Let's get back. Um, in the ER, there's a nurse that tells Meredith that this thing maybe looks surgical, maybe neuro. Yep, and she pulls back the curtain, and there is a very cozy-looking couple. They're cute. They're cute. They're kind of classy-looking. Yeah, they're kind of just upscale. They're, like, kind of whispering to each other, sitting side by yeah, side. Yeah, they look very intimate. Um, and the dude has ice on his D is what I put. <laughs> I said, but he has an ice pack on his groin. <laughs> <laughs> ice in his D. Uh, he, <laughs> um, and Meredith is just kind of like, oh, that doesn't look surgical because that's what she sees. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't look like it would be neuro, you know, because she's like, well, yeah. it's his penis. So. Not, not him. <laughs> right. And he says, no, it's my wife. And the wife says, oh, this is embarrassing. But, and she turns. <gasps> And there's a fork stuck deep in her neck. Like, oh, full prongs are entirely into God. her neck. It's not just, like, no. a little bit stuck. It's, like, full on The tines are missing. Like, holy yeah. shit, she's a and huge she fork gives in her neck. a very embarrassed smile. Like, she's <laughs> very embarrassed about all of this. But, like, sometimes you have to go to the ER. You yeah. Can, like, yeah. So, I mean, the story is... It's great. It is embarrassing. So we have short credits. Um, yep. And then the patients are telling their stories to Derek and Meredith because yes. they call Derek. For Neuro. Yep. Neuro is checking him out, checking her <laughs> out. Uh, and the husband starts telling the story about how they were at brunch. And Sylvia, the wife. Yes. Um, she's She really wants to skip the story. She's uh, like, come on, let's just pull it out and go. Like, yeah. They've, they've, they know they've seen this. Like, she just wants to skip over it. Uh, but he continues, which I would be a little upset about, personally. I wrote, brunch, mimosa, and she blows him. (laughs) (laughs) So he continues to tell Derek that she was giving him special attention under the table, which means, yeah, she was giving him a little blowy Mm -hmm. under the table cloth. Under the table. And Derek's examining the neck, and and, uh, (laughs) he's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that he, was a really cute, like, oh, he kind of oh. glances at Meredith as he says that. <laughs> like, blowjob? Meredith! Oh, look who's, look who's right here, the girl I love. Um, mm. So, a shock went through Sylvia's body, and she clenched her jaw shut, mm. and then yes. he panicked. Clenched? My jaw. Yeah, he, uh, the husband seems to be clearly having a flashback for a second. He's like, oh. <laughs> oh my god, I can't even imagine. Ooh. Ooh. That Which, could have end, ended up very badly. You also, know, like, like, he didn't want to stab her with a fork, but 
He's like, I just reacted. It was just instinct. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like, something is clenching down on your family jewels and bam. Yeah. So, grab the closest thing you can. <laughs> Mr. Booker is going to be fine. He just has some bruising. Yes. Which I don't feel like is realistic. But No, especially after we had season one, episode two, where uh, Allison full-on bit a guy's dick off. Exactly. And if your jaw is clenched, you can't unclench it. So, like, maybe she didn't move, you know? But yeah, maybe I'm it was just, like, she was seizing. Just, like, bit down. And but then I'm, after a little bit, it maybe it wasn't a very long seizure. But also, if he would at all, you know, pulled back, like, in reaction, like, wouldn't that tear? Ooh. Anyway. Yeah. He's not the main patient she is, so... <laughs> Somehow he made it out fine. Yeah. He's okay. So then, you know, they're kind of looking through the file. You know, she doesn't have a history of seizures. Yeah. Derek wants to make sure that none of the major blood vessels are compromised. Yeah. He's asking if she has any history of this. And she says no right away. But then the husband continues, oh, it might have something to do with her brain aneurysm. Yeah, he like sheepishly brings it up, and then and she's not happy about that. that Derek he said looks it. to Meredith immediately, and she goes, "No, it's not on there." As they're looking through the chart, yeah. which I really liked because he's like, "What the fuck? Like, why didn't you report?" She right. goes, "No, it's not on there." Like as they're talking, yeah, um, they're both, um, yeah, shocked about it totally. Uh, and Sylvia just doesn't want to do this now. She doesn't want to talk about this. Uh-uh. Can't we just pull it out? I just want to go. And Derek very plainly says no. <laughs> as, yes. as he's looking through, he's just like, no, we can't. No, you're not no. just leaving, no. Um, uh, and he, he's like, didn't your doctor recommend any surgery? And all the doctors have told her that it's inoperable. That's why they're in Seattle. It's their bucket list. Yeah. they. She always wanted to see the Space Needle. They want to see it together. And it's kind of yeah. like this lovey-dovey. They make eye contact. And then Derek obviously is like, oh, that's so sad and romantic. <laughs> which I put sad-mantic. It's so semantic. Semantic. Except not semantics. Sad-mantic. Yeah. It's sad-mantic. Um which is a very INFJ <laughs> and also a type four Enneagram hair flip <laughs> kind of thing. We love the sad shit. Um, sorry, not sorry. Can you tell me <laughs> what that thing was that you sent me with Beyonce? Oh, it was it was a type three meme and it was like uh, Beyonce was I think she was on the view or something and they were like, you are Beyonce and she said, Thank you. <laughs> it's like that's a type three mood. Thank you. <laughs> Bethany's a type three yes, in the I Enneagram, am. if you're at all aware of that. Oh, where did They're you very... send that to me? Uh, I think I just I just commented on it. Oh, I just you tagged me. you in it. Yeah. Um, um it's uh Yeah, it says threes finding confidence in their true self. <laughs> Oprah or somebody on the view is going, Oh no, it's Whoopi. You are Beyonce. And Beyonce goes, Thank you. <laughs> Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm a three. Katie's a four. Yep. Threes are very into, like, performance. Yes. And, like... uh, Supposedly, they're really into image, but, like, look at what I'm wearing. (laughs) But that can be your, you know, your specific, how you portray yourself. Less Less so than aesthetics. Yeah. Um, Ones and threes are pretty similar also. Okay. Um, A lot of times, ones 
are like more the ones like, are more rigid. Yes. Yeah. It's more the like, but rules. that's not the rules. Like, yeah. But there's some of that in three too. Yeah. Um, Threes are more taking the lead. Like they both take the lead. I yeah. would say like yeah. management kind of leaders, not followers. Yes. Yeah. Followers. Versus- we are. Uh, we are individualists. We are the romantics that. Uh, keep ourselves to ourselves and but like for example i wanted to discuss something with katie and get her opinion and i guess that she would say it's fine whichever way i don't care yeah and i was like i need you to care (laughs) which like she does care it's not that she doesn't care yeah it just is like anything is gonna be fine i just honestly yeah feel either way is fine on that particular issue if i really did have a have a specific uh feeling than i would say but yeah yeah <laughs> we make it I, work. I was just gonna say that's also a very nine thing yes a le- uh, yeah type nine which is your husband yeah and a lot of your nine. family a lot of my family yeah is like it's it's fine let's yeah. have a confrontation i definitely just... thought i was a type nine yeah for a while which i think i just get from everybody else maybe yeah um so Sylvia has a brain aneurysm. Diagnosed six weeks ago. They said it was inoperable. That's why they're in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Derek orders an MRI and yeah. then whispers to Meredith. Because of all this sad mantic stuff going on, he said, Oh, it's good to see you today. To me, that is bullshit because your boss shouldn't be hitting on you at work. But no, he shouldn't. But he only said that because he just saw this like cutesy romantic thing and it made him think Meredith. Yes. That's that's why he said that. But you know what else made him think it's Meredith? It's not okay though. Blowjobs. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> she smirks about it though. Which so is fine. she's yes. okay with she's it. Okay. Consent. It's not right. That's exactly right. It's not unwanted attention. No. Um then we have Miranda and Christina in the ambulance bay and an EMT is trying to Share some stats, but the baby won't stop crying. Baby Tech is crying. Bailey's getting frustrated. Christina is there. Uh, Oh, hello. Miranda Miranda yells at another EMT to turn off the siren. Yeah, she demands that they turn off the ambulance siren. Because that's what's making making the baby cry. Um, and then she just kind of turns, sees Christina, and hands the baby off, basically. She's like, I I need to do this surgery, so you need to help me. Christina goes, uh, Dr. Bailey? <laughs> and then Christina panics and tells her to page someone else, but she will not. And no. finally, Bailey goes, I need you to help me, Christina. Yes. It's very specific. Christina can't really say no to that. Yes. Um... But Christina has clearly never held a baby before. Ever! In Ever! In her fucking life has she held a baby. <laughs> She's just kind of holding it out in front of her, like, like out. What like, oh my God. is this? <laughs> Bailey tells him to Which watch from the uh, observation deck, the gallery. <laughs> but, yeah. oh my God, Christina, like, looks so uncomfortable. It is no. nice to see her out of her element because she's always so goddamn confident. Yeah. That it's really the nice hospital to see is her, her element. like... <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah. A baby. Um, 
George is kind of looking through stuff and looks like he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's and like, then maybe he, looking for a file? But, like, I, what the fuck are I you doing? I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. And Callie, he sees, he spots Callie over yes. at, like, a computer. And then she sees him and kind of gets a look on her face like, oh, he sees me. Um, it's kind of awkward. It's kind of awkward, but also kind of like, oh, I really like him. Um, yeah. And she's got this very dated-looking curly updo. It doesn't seem very 2006 No, style. it's a 2000, maybe. Yeah, it's and baby blue, like, two bla- baby blue tops on top of each other that she's wearing yeah. under her jacket. It's kind of, eh, it's just a dated It's look. a bad look. And it's she not great. kind of tries to walk away, but then is like, she finally says, you didn't call me. You didn't call at the same time as he was trying to say something. And he's kind of like, yes, I did. Yes, I did. I Several just- times. <laughs> but I just hung up. <laughs> I hung up every time. And... She also kind of comments on his hair with some disdain. <laughs> What's with the hair? Yeah. Yeah. And he says that he just thought it would look better shorter, which is not a... Not even a little bit true. No, it's not a good answer because it doesn't look good. It's got long pieces and short pieces. and She kind of smiles and, you know, she says, I make you nervous, don't I? Uh, which I like her confidence. Yes. Yeah, that's... Because she is really into him. And we don't we don't totally know Callie yet. And what we find out from Callie is that she is nothing if not confident mm-hmm. <laughs> in who she is, unless she is public speaking. Yeah, that's yeah, her downfall. That's her downfall. But like people is... are more scared of that than dying. Right. Like that's a really common phobia. Oh, for sure. Um and so then she invites George to see something cool. So it's they're clearly okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. she does want him to be interested. Like Yeah, they kinda make nice and totally. Yeah, you wanna see something cool? And then we get to see this finger that is shaped like an S on uh, <laughs> yeah. Heath. We find out his name is Heath later, but it's Duncan from Veronica Mars. I thought he looked familiar. Yeah. Except I've never seen that show. But Girl, you gotta watch it. I know. Before the new episodes come out <laughs> soon. And who on Hulu in July, the new episodes hit. Oh my god! I can't wait till Netflix corner. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to talk to you about it. Okay, yeah. so um, it, we see that yeah, this hand under the under an ice pack. The the ring finger is all blue and white and twisty and yeah, it is a capital letter S. Um, and <laughs> not like a lowercase. Not a lowercase. Not a lowercase. It would be a lowercase S. Right. Um, exactly. The patient is in all <laughs> Minnesota hockey gear. Um, yes. He's got his, like, Letterman's jacket and t-shirt on. Cool. Callie invites George to come look at an x-ray. And the, the, they ask, George asks about the pain and the patient kind of shrugs it off. I don't think it's Minnesota, though, because they're in Seattle. I know, but it's a big M and it's those a are big the right M. colors. Well, then it's just like an M, some high school, because he's in high school. So it's an M. That's right. That's the yeah. Minnesota College State. So if yeah. you can picture. He's in high school. You're absolutely right. Um, I just it's was like, oh, M Minnesota. Like, you know, those are the colors. That's, right. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. So the patient is really hoping to get back to his big game this yeah, afternoon. Yeah. He wasn't wearing a glove and his hand got tangled in the net when someone, like, ran into him. And It was, like, after the, the practice was over and somebody was, like, being a dick and just, like, skated around and bumped into the net and his hand was, like, in and it. And he heard big pops. 
is what he said, which um, is yuck. Callie also says that Orthos love hockey season. Yeah, it's like Christmas. Which is kind of horrifying. Uh, yeah. Uh, I feel like she says stuff like that a lot, though. Like, every time someone does. comes in with something gross, she's like, yes. Yeah. Which <laughs> I get, because that's, like, my whole Instagram. Not my whole Instagram. It's a lot <laughs> of my Instagram. Um, I do really like shit like that. Um, my friend Lauren tagged me in, like, a huge cardiac tamponade, which is, it looks like, like, blackberry not an jelly. olive tamponade. What did I say? <laughs> no, you said cardiac tamponade. And I said, not an olive tamponade. Because tapenade. that's a treat? It's like the olive spread that you put on crackers. On oh. Tapenade. Tapenade. Sorry. Yeah. I thought I just misspoke and you were making no, fun of me. No, I was just making a, <laughs> making a clever, clever joke. Well, she, So clever. She tagged me and another person who, like, usually there's kind of like a triangle of us that tag each other. Mm-hmm. But she accidentally mistagged someone. Oh, no. Like, Why would you do this to me? It's pretty horrifying. It's a so. very specific interest. It definitely is. Um, <laughs> so we are in a procedure room now. Mrs. Sylvia Booker is laying down on her side, the fork yes. lady. She's asking Meredith if she's ever done this before. <laughs> Mer- Meredith kind of laughs like, have I ever pulled a fork out of someone's neck before? And she is joking back, but it's also like, dude, fuck off. No, I haven't fucking done this. No. Like. What do you, and then Mr. Booker, you know, tries to, she's like, distract me. Yes. He's distracting her. He's talking about their upcoming trip to Paris. They're going to go to Paris and they want to see the uh, Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Also, this week in real time, there was a big fire at Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. Which is sad. The hunchback is real sad. Quasimodo is crying a tear. So, also, Victor Hugo, right, wrote that. Yes. Um, as an effort to fund the rebuilding of that in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that a bunch of people have bought copies of that because that was its original intent was to bring oh. um, attention to that gothic building and be like, it's worth restoring. Hey, this old building needs some help. And now it's even older. And also, apparently the fucking White House has pledged money. And Christmas. so many people... Catholics, all kinds of folks are like, hey, you know what? Um, the Puerto Ricans need some help. Flint, Michigan needs some help. Like, there was a bunch of churches recently, black churches, yes. that have had that there was an arsonist who Terrorist set fires attack. recently. Yes, in black churches on American soil. Like, yeah. So I understand. So, so yes, we all feel bad because we saw it in a Disney movie and there's some nostalgia I, I feel like that's a big part of it. It absolutely is, like, is. We have this nostalgia attached to it as... As from a fictional Disney tale. Yeah. And from the book, but who... How many people have read the book versus... As compared to... And I could talk at length about um, the Buffy connection. Because <laughs> there's one episode that makes a connection between Buffy and Spike's relationship and Quasimodo and Esmeralda's relationship. Oh! Which is real. It's a really good... Yeah. Anyway, it's not that. <laughs> but guess what? There are also what maybe take care of some other things that we've I been think saying there for a long time. Really, like a lot of Parisians that are like, please, we're good. Like, yeah, lots of people have already pledged money. There's the French uh, billionaires. Like, yeah, the structure. Yeah the the bones are still okay in most places. 
I've also seen a thing that was, it's this beautiful picture of the inside of the church with a huge golden cross. And mm. somebody's like, explain to me how, you know, you could see this and not believe in God because this survived. And people are like, well, because wood burns at this temperature and gold burns at that temperature. Like, I'm not saying anything about God. I'm just saying, like, that is the literal science. Science. So, yeah. God could still exist, but that's yeah. not... A good, that's not. That's yeah, not the reason for this. That's phenomenon. not. It's not helping your point, fam. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so where are we? Um. Talking about their trip to Paris. So Meredith, the fork comes out. Um. And there was very little pain. Like she. Yep. I'm sure they gave her an injection and stuff. Yeah. She was just like, oh, I didn't even feel that. Um. And mm. you know, she tells Meredith she's amazing and. Mr. Booker kind of asks about Dr. Shepard. Says, yeah, you know, what do you know how, about him? What do you and, know about Dr. Shepard? And Sylvia says, Kyle, no. Uh, I don't want another MRI. I want to go to Paris. She just wants to live. She just wants to live, you guys. And he says, oh, yeah, you know, I want to go to Paris too, but I don't want to wonder if we should have listened to the amazing girl who took the fork out of your neck. Yeah. Because Meredith does say, you know, Derek is very successful. Like, Dr. Shepard knows what he's doing. He's... Yeah. For a second there, the look on her face says, oh, she just wants to live. I get that. Like, she... Totally. She's connecting with that. But then there's, like, this... She... It seems like she thinks, oh, this is what I'm supposed to say. Almost. Right. Like, I... As the doctor, I should be saying this well and what she says is true Derek yeah. is successful he has had a lot of incredible surgeries yeah, he is a very good surgeon right uh second opinion couldn't hurt but then sylvia mentions it won't be the second it'll be the fourth right they've seen a lot of doctors and she's just kind of done spending her time in yeah. the hospital because she really does only have a few weeks she thinks like it could burst at any time yeah um, there's kind of a friend of a friend who, it's someone my mom knows. Their sister died from a brain aneurysm, like, at her desk in, like, her early 50s. Wow. And had no idea she had it, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just is, like, you don't know how much time you have. And right. the fact that she has this diagnosis and it's so inoperable, I get the push to be, like, fuck it. We are going to yeah. do stuff. I'm not spending any more time in these hospitals. Right. Like, forget it. Because my yeah. time is limited. It is going to burst. Um, so I understand where she's coming from. But also her partner is like, we yeah. could save you. Like, please. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And they they both kind of leave it where they're laughing and yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and we see Denny. And he's looking up and he sees Alex typing some stuff up and he says you're not izzy yeah (laughs) (laughs) and he's not um alex says that she's busy with other patients yeah he is sort of being nice to denny yeah in this scene especially he's very subtle about what he's trying to manipulate in the situation which is kind of what i was talking about before like he's he's not very obvious about his intent he's not like hey man step off but i think because that would show more cards that would be more Mm. vulnerable true to get out there and say hey fuck off yeah he doesn't lay things out like that no because it's too because then what if denny said fuck you I'm yeah. going to do it anyway. Then that's yeah. too much of a threat, you know? Yeah. Alex is more internal. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, he he says, oh, you'll have to make do with me. And Denny kind of laughs and says, oh, you're not as much my type. And then Alex says, well, I'll have to settle for being Izzy's type. Yes, to me, that was a jab. That was a jab, but he says it in such a, like, a not a threatening way. Like, it's kind of like an off the, off the, offhand way. I think it's, to me, it's almost like a mom being like, well, we'll talk about that at home. And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, but it's more like, oh, we'll talk about that at home. Like, he, he doesn't, the, the way that he says it, it's his tone of voice that isn't like, Oh, well, I'll just have to settle for being Izzy's type. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't do it that way. He's just kind of like, oh, well, I'll just have to settle for being Izzy's type. And That's keeps true. Traping. But in the face, it's a little mm. bit like, I know what I fucking said. Like, yeah. you're, I, I agree. But he doesn't even look at him when he does it. It's just kind of like, oh, I'm just doing, this is normal. Yeah. <laughs> this is the way I normally talk to patients. But it's the way he let, so Denny is kind of like, oh, so you're, and he's like, yeah, oh, yeah, Denny we are together. so bummed. It's so sad. It's, I think it's that. Yeah, the, yeah. Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, pretty much, you know. Yeah, he's not. It's something about that being like. Yeah, yeah, we pretty much well, are. Well, he shouldn't like, have said anything. That was, un- it's unprofessional to say anything at all, which is why agreed. it seems like a little, uh, it seems aggressive because he shouldn't have said because anything he, at he all. Because he shouldn't have said anything, yeah. But totally. if it was like a normal person, like not a doctor talking to a patient, if it was a person talking to another person, it would, it would be like, totally fine. oh, he's just, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Totally is yeah. the situation. Yeah, he doesn't say it in like a dickish way, is yeah. what I said. But it's still, he still means it as being, like, staking his claim. Totally. That's his intent, yeah. Which is gross. It definitely is. (laughs) She don't belong to no man. Um, And Denny says, congratulations. Oh, my heart. Yeah, but guess who gets to ghost fuck her? Um, Sorry. (laughs) He does. He does. (laughs) He does. It's true. Um, I don't think he ever gets to really fuck her. No. That's so sad. Poor Izzy. It's fine. Um, Christina and Tuck are, baby Tuck are in the observation deck. She's trying to sing him the ABCs and change his diaper. Oh, man. She's having troubles. Did she find her, finds her, and is like, are you having trouble with the diaper? And Christina whips out her credentials. (laughs) Yeah, he's kind of like folding his arms like... Are you having trouble Ugh. with that? Yeah. And she's like, uh, I have an MD from Stanford and blah, 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 blah. A PhD from Harvard and yeah. Yeah, I can handle this. And then she's like, unless you want to. And kind of turns it on him. But she really is also like, unless you want to. Like, please. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's trying to bit. pass it off yeah. too. But then he's like, oh, uh, uh, carry on, carry starts on. Starts backing away. Again, his. Yeah, it's all right. Very uncomfortable with the women folk. And the baby folk. Yes. He doesn't do well with either of those demographics. Yeah. Um, baby no, poops? No, thank no, you. No, thank you. So Sylvia and Meredith are making their way back either from the MRI or to the MRI. I'm not sure. Yeah. But and, Meredith is pushing her in a wheelchair. Yeah. And, and it's she just them. asks to stop so that she can walk. Yes. Sylvia wants to walk. She just wants to feel her body move while she still can. Yeah. And Meredith is like, yeah, I get that. Yeah, she comments yeah. on her attitude with the prognosis. Yeah, you're surprisingly okay with it. Because it is like a death sentence. Yeah, but Sylvia says that she's a little bit in love with her prognosis. Yeah. Because it woke her up. It woke her marriage up. She felt like she was sleepwalking for 15 years, and now she's wide awake. Yeah, that's a really cool, like, It's a good way to look at it. I wonder yeah. if she has, like, a kick-ass therapist. Maybe. Who she I mean, was if able you... to come to and be like, hey... 
I have this thing. Yeah. Like, well, I feel like they probably refer you to some therapists after they give you a. They fucking better <laughs> that Christ. kind of diagnosis. Yeah, totally. Like, oh, no, you're here, absolutely uh... right. But it is, you know, to to realize you've been sleepwalking for that long and yeah. just start going through the motions is like pretty uh, disheartening. But to say like. Oh my god! I wasted fifteen years. Yeah. Like you could be really resentful, but instead she's like, "I'm gonna live." No, while I, I have can this live. couple of weeks time. Yes. We're gonna do it. Like yes. we're gonna go make the most of it. Totally. So she said, you know, she just did the MRI for Kyle, mm-hmm. um, but her and her aneurysm are okay. Yeah, they're friends, which is an interesting personification of the illness. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting like relationship to have with mm-hmm. something that's gonna kill you. Yeah. She really does feel okay with it. She does. She's yeah. not faking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, Derek is looking at the MRI that they had, and Addison kind of comes in and was looking for him. And Yeah, uh, they both look at Mrs. Sylvia Booker's huge aneurysm. Yeah, he oh points out it, how big it is. And then she kind of brings into the conversation, uh, do you know who Catherine Deneuve is? <laughs> and he is distracted. He's like, I might try and operate. You know, I'm really intrigued. And yeah, Addison's trying to have this other conversation. Yeah. Like, she tells the story about this patient. Telling well, and her, he, he does know who Catherine Deneuve is. He yes. says, yeah, actress, French, hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are his bullet points. And yeah. She's like, well, this patient's husband, you know. He said, I look like her. <laughs> and he said, without even looking at her, he's like, isn't she blonde? Ouch. How? It's because he it's like, is not oof. on the same wavelength as her. Mm-hmm. He was not reading that this was a time to flirt. He was reading, like, let me confirm or deny a fact. Like, yeah. that she actually was blonde, so she doesn't look like you. Yeah. It's not where she wanted to go with that. No. Um, also, she does look a lot like her, even though yeah. she's blonde. They, they look the, the same. They're the same person. In the face, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> and Addison leaves kind of defeated. She says, you're busy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're busy. Like. Yeah. Which I think there is, you know, in a good partnership, there's some room to be like, okay, I'm going to leave you alone right now because you're clearly not listening yeah. to me. You're obviously in work mode. I get it. Yeah. But, like, they do all of their relationship at work, it feels yeah. like. So, they don't really see each other. But you think about other. how he pauses his work to have a moment with Meredith. Yes. He does not afford mm. Addison that same courtesy. No. So. He hears the word blowjob even if he's at work and he's like, oh, where Meredith at? I think it's also, like, <laughs> you kind of need to, like, uh, Jim Halpert to the camera. Yeah. You know, like he's doing that for the other doctor in the room. But the yeah. fact that it was Meredith just added to it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we have Denny and Izzy and they are playing Scrabble. They're playing Scrabble and he's kind of joking like, oh, I'm not just a pretty face, you know. I've got it going on mentally. Yeah, yeah. got it going up, out up here and yeah. taps his head. <laughs> and it's cute. And she's like, oh, so you keep telling me. Yeah. <laughs> he says, I probably know hundreds of words. <laughs> Oh, oh hundreds. hundreds, yeah. <laughs> She's highly competitive. And and she puts down the word screw, and it's 25 points. He's like, oh, I didn't know we were playing naughty Scrabble. And, um, <laughs> and they, she, get, they go back and forth. Yeah, she's kind of like, oh, I was talking hardware, not sex. And she's still kind of joking. And then he gets a really serious look on his face. He gets kind of real. He gets a little self-conscious looking, and he's like, 
Sometimes it's hard to know where you're coming from. He goes, I guess maybe sometimes. Yeah, yeah. He gives a lot of qualifiers because he wants to be honest, but like. It's a weird situation where they're doctor and patient. Like he, he doesn't know where the boundaries are. She doesn't know. She doesn't fucking know either, but it is like a, okay, well, I kind of thought we were on the same page here, but I just got told that somebody is your boyfriend. Yeah. So 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 she's like, what do you mean? Right. And he tells her that Alex said something about them being together. And Izzy is pissed. She is mad. She is very mad. He didn't have any business telling Denny that. You know, it's not even true. Like maybe a little, but not really. So no. And... Denny, um, shortly after that, starts gasping. Well, yeah, he says, thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, which is kind of a joke because she didn't really clear that no, up. No, because she goes, <laughs> well, no, it's maybe, not even true that we're together. Little, um, but we're a little together. But, but not really. really. <laughs> so, no, yeah. And then, yeah, he starts to gasp and, like, breathe rapidly. She puts an oxygen ma- mask on him. They page Burke. Yeah, she's screaming for help. And she's like, just breathe. Just breathe. Oh, my God. Breathe. Just breathe. So, this week when I had to go to the ER. Um, just breathe. We were, like, home. <laughs> and I was like, Andrew, you know, can you help me, like, get dressed? So, I was, because I was wearing, like, a t-shirt, no bra, and, like, shorts or whatever. And I, I wanted to, like, put on a nice shirt because yeah. I was like, I want to be taken seriously. Like, yeah. I don't want them to think that I'm a junkie, which sure. is my own business about not wanting to be seen a certain kind of way. Yes. You get that from your mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is fine. That's fine. You can be that. So I was yeah. like, I was asking him to help me put on a bralette. Um, and it, you know, soft cotton. It's really stretched out. It's like the oldest one I have. And I couldn't even lift my left arm because Oof. my pain was Ouch. on the yep. left. And we got it down over my torse. And <laughs> I started like, <laughs> I started freaking out because the pain was so bad and I couldn't catch a breath. And I started like crying too, like hyperventilating crying. Aww. And Andrew goes, it's okay, just breathe. And I was like, I can't. Like, <laughs> I, was, I like flipped my lid and then was like, sorry. And he's like, no, like you're in a lot of pain. I understand. You know, like yeah. I would never snap at him like that like that's not the kind of relationship i want to have that's not the sort of interaction i want to build in our home but i but oh my god does that to you it really does it and does. i i definitely snapped at him one other time and was like i felt so bad and i even tried to apologize for being like ha ah, ah, ha you know in the car i was trying to apologize because it's like weird to do that and yeah. he was like please like don't spend your time and energy apologizing like do whatever you need to do. And yeah. also, because Andrew doesn't like conflict, he was like, if yelling at me works, just do that. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to yell at you. Like, but he really was so I relate to that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, honey. He was, and I told him, you know, I'm like, but I'm in this much pain. Like, I need you to step up and, like, talk to people. Like, Yeah, the, you make these decisions because I can't. But he was yeah. like, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is not our natural state. When there is an emergency, See, that's I tend why, to go into action. That's why I'm not a not a nine because when there is an emergency, like you can this, move it. I'm like, oh yeah, if it's for someone else, I'm like, oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. But no, Andrew not has for a me. hard time. <laughs> it, it was, and it's hard for me to ask for help too. But luckily, yeah. my pain was like 
a little bit lesser when I was there, mm. um, which is sort of shitty because it's like, I would yeah. like to show you how much pain I'm in because yeah. then you will treat But maybe me. it was like adrenaline too kind of helped you once you were like, okay, I'm going to a place. Right. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Um, so Denny is okay. He had a flash pulmonary edema. Um, and Burke is really happy with how um, Izzy treated it in the yeah, moment. Yeah, she did a good job. Izzy is still kind of anxious about it. Yeah. Denny's like, oh, yeah, good job. But yeah. bad news? And he kind of looks at Burke. And, and Burke says, yeah, not good. <laughs> not good. Yeah. Denny needs a new heart, basically. And Burke wants to install an LVAD. I didn't write down what that stands for. Uh, I just remembered that LVAD Left ventricular assist device. And yes. then I was like, the fucking LVAD! <laughs> the LVAD wire! She cut the LVAD wire! She cut the LVAD wire. Everybody cuts it. Um... That's so it's going to help. that thing. It's a battery-operated machine to help the heart pump. Yes. And Denny kind of makes a joke, you people are trying to turn me into a robot. We're going to take over the <laughs> hospital. But the catch is um, that he might not be able to leave the hospital until yes. he gets a donor heart. Because it, it's a bridge to transplant. It's something to prolong his heart until he can get that transplant. But as you'll remember, he has left before. And he hates the hospital. That's kind yeah. of his thing since the beginning is, I hate the hospital. But he, you know, this is why we see him again recently is because he had has gotten worse, so he had to come yep. back. You know, he's usually in and out. But he needs some time to think about it. Yep. And Burke advises him not to take too long. Because... Yeah, Izzy just looks really upset about that because it's like... <laughs> No, you take the option. Come on, bud. Just do it. Um, So then Alex enters an on-call room where Izzy is waiting and he... Izzy has paged him and he's like, oh yeah, take it off his shirt. He whistles. Sexy time. He's like, oh, I'm so happy to get this page. (laughs) She's like, no, 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 no. that's not why I paged you. Yeah, she stops him before he even gets his shirt all the way off. (laughs) And he's like, what, you paged me to talk? And she says, no, to yell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, she's mad that he talked to Denny yeah, why? about their sex the hell life. did you talk to Denny about us? Yeah, it's really heated. Um, yeah, and he kind of lets some things slip. He's feeling self-conscious because none of her friends know about them. Yeah. He says that. No one knows that we're sleeping together. Yeah, none of your friends know about us. And she's like, what, you and Denny are friends now? And he says, no, he's my pa- I'm not friends with my patients. Right. She's, he is judging how Izzy is yeah. friends with her patients. And, and she accuses him of feeling threatened, which is, yeah. And Alex calls Denny half dead, soon to be all dead. <sighs> yeah. Half dead, possibly soon to be all dead patient. And Whew. she tries to leave and Alex stops her. Um and he's like, you know, someone just needed to tell you that. Like, yeah, she's like, I can't believe you said that, which isn't the best comeback in that situation. No, but it is, you know, it's like maybe it would have been helpful for someone to be like, I think you're getting really attached to this person and that seems unprofessional. But Alex and also is, he's going to die soon, possibly. So so maybe, you know, guard, guard your, heart. your heart. Guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. Yes. But, um, <laughs> sorry. Uh... <laughs> I'm glad you knew where I was going with that. Um, but Alex has so much of a vested interest. It is not an objective friend no. looking out for her. He's only looking out for him. Yep. Um, and it it's interesting, like, the shit they're saying is true, mm-hmm. but it's so sharp that neither of them can hear it. Yeah, the meaning behind isn't 
helpful or okay. None of your friends know we're sleeping together. You get too close to patients. Like, you feel threatened. Yeah. He's about to die. You yeah, know. Yeah, that none of your friends know about us is really interesting. I just feel like, because it's so separate from all the other things that they say in the argument. It's all not the rest, about Denny. It's not relevant. Yeah. Right. But I think that is insecure to Alex because mm-hmm. it's like, if someone was proud of being his girlfriend, they would tell people. Yeah. He's got feelings. He does. He's the tough feelings. boy has feelings. Which is good. It's yeah, okay to be tough good. and tender. Um, then we have Kelly and George. They're working on the hockey player, Heath. And his mom is there now. Um, his surgery is scheduled. He's going to go home they've with got a hydrocodone. Cast that they're, yeah. <laughs> Love God. that. Yeah, for a high um, schooler. Shit. Cool. Yeah, the, he's got a cast being put on, but he's kind of like, oh, just take this off, put a small splint on so I can jam it in a glove very aggressively. Totally. And uh, then just, oh, just come back. It's a Hail Mary. Um, he's like, just do this. Like, Yeah, and the mom's like, no, no, no. We're not, no. We're and George agrees with mom. <laughs> but, but the scouts are coming today, and it's his whole future. And mom's like, oh, but you could go to community college and get your grades up. He's like, mom, like, shut up. Yeah, Yeah. he kind of walks out. Kelly's kind of on his side, like, oh, I get it. I get where you're coming from, but But your doctor. You're risking permanent damage to your finger. Um, It's an interesting, like, you know, I was never a serious high school athlete. I never intended to go for any kind of scholarship. She's lying. That's her lying face. Um, But, you know, I remember there being shit that would happen right before the big game. Like, I got my period or my boyfriend and I broke up or, you know, anything even more serious than that. And it's like, it feels like that one day determines your whole future. Mm. That's the day that scouts are coming. That's the game you have to play 100%. Show and what you can do. your entire, like, getting into a better college, being able to afford college is riding on that. A and scholarship. that's the one day that the scouts are coming. That make I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. And when you're 17, 18... There's no perspective on, like... You don't know what's coming. I could do a local team and then go for the majors next year. You know, there's nothing... There's no zoom-out perspective because it's like... He is, like... Hey, guys, I came up with the solution... Just put a splint on it, and then I'll come back. You yeah. know, to him it this makes sense. This is the Band-Aid on the bullet hole. That's right. Yes. So, yeah. This, mom- is, the, this is the most blatant Band-Aid on the bullet hole <laughs> totally. reference in this. We've got the, oh, just pull the fork out. You yeah. know, yeah. it's fine. And or- then we have Keith who's like, no, 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 just quick toss a splint on it. I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the second mom mentions community college, Heath just rushes out. Aww. He's like, fuck you. They've had some conversations Clearly. about that, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he don't like that. No. Um, then we have Addison trying to eat her lunch. Yes. Um, I wrote, she is the actual best at talking with her mouth full of food. Interesting. I've Because they show other people, other characters talking while they're eating, but she's really good at it. I've noticed a couple yeah. times, I feel like. Okay. Because this time she talks with her mouth full of food while she's talking to Mr. Gibson. I didn't even notice. Yeah. I guess that says Ex- how good she exactly. is. Yeah. yeah. So she's what, reading a magazine in the courtyard while she's eating, and Mr. Gibson with his little tray comes up like, he oh, finds her. I just found you, you know. She was actually holding the test results and looking through them. Yeah. She shares, you know, it's looking good. They'll schedule a C-section. And then Mr. Gibson just stares. Yeah. 
Dude's still staring at her again. Addison is trying to address and correct his behavior by saying, I'm talking to you about your wife. She's trying to remind him, like, to your baby. Like, hello. Hello. Don't oogle me. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's kind of like, oh, no, I don't mean to objectify you and all that. Like, I don't mean to point out your looks so much. It's just that you're so extraordinarily beautiful. I said, he apologizes and excuses himself, I don't mean to, and invites himself to sit. Compliments her more, says he doesn't mean to harass or objectify, but she's so beautiful and intelligent. (laughs) It's just, it's that shitty, like, I don't mean to pry, but do you have a boyfriend? Like, it's a shitty, shitty thing to do. I feel like they keep him just on the other side of it, though. I agree. Like, he doesn't quite cross the line into, oh, I'm trying to get with you. I'm not trying to fuck you. He's not. No, he just wants to tell her that, oh, no, you look like this actress and you're beautiful. You're so beautiful and you're so smart. Like, I, I love my wife and baby. I just wanted to tell you. Like, probably. Yeah. But he also has spent more time with Addison now than he has with them. Um, and, like, you know he's been in that room for seven weeks with her almost. And so he's yeah. not, like, seeing any attention. Right. I don't know. It's just I, any It doesn't kind of... seem like he's looking for any attention, though, either. He's just kind of very, like, oh, I just wanted to tell you. Like, I just want you to know this. I think I just don't trust the intentions yeah, of people I think that who might just be... hard compliment women. Like, what do you want from me? Fuck off. Well, in real Is life, my... yeah. I think right. in, in this situation, though, he's not coming with any other ulterior motives that is the way you see it it's not written it's not written that way um i think you're supposed to read it like it's innocent yes exactly i do not however i know um so he kind of like fake leaves and she feels bad and and she likes the attention which is not a crime well she has not been getting a lot of attention lately and she's such a beautiful person she is and she lets him stay and she takes his pudding and it's very cute it's like a nice yeah and then we get slide over to the other table yes uh christina is just losing her shit about the baby (laughs) she's trying to pass off the baby to izzy (sighs) bailey's only gonna be in surgery for another 30 minutes and i love this line izzy goes you're a liar, and you also smell like vomit. Yeah. <laughs> and then George kind of pipes in, oh, I think she smells like poo. Yeah. Which, like, is not better. <laughs> a little bit of both. Uh, and Christina <laughs> says, this is why some species eat their young. Uh, Izzy bothers George about talking to Meredith. And, yeah, she's, you know. Izzy's still in a bad mood from the whole Alex totally. thing. And she's kind of bringing it everywhere else. And George is like, I think I've got a t-shirt, you know, that tells people to yeah, leave it alone. tomorrow I'm going to get a t-shirt that says, stop asking me about Meredith and we're in until people stop asking me about Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> and Christina shushes him and comments on his hair. And- yeah, because Meredith is walking out the doors and, yeah, she says, at least they won't be asking about your hair. <laughs> yeah. So Meredith sits down and George pops up in the same instant. And- yep. Izzy wants Meredith to do something, but she's like, yeah. what am I supposed to do? Knock him down? And George like, is going, he goes and sits at Callie's table. Yeah. Because Callie's sitting there by herself. Yep. Interesting. Interesting that she's all by uh, herself. Yeah. Christina is complaining about George being in her house and how he <sighs> cut his hair in her bathroom this morning. And Meredith says, oh, no, George is a good roommate. Like, if you if you talk to him about something, he'll take care he'll of stop. it. Don't worry. He's yeah. a great roommate. And she's like, he's... Christina says, he's not my roommate. <laughs> She's pissed. Like, 
she's pissed she gave up her yeah, place. This is why she's, I shouldn't have given up my place. Right, because she, she could have jabs in there, which is interesting. Gone too. back to her oasis. Yeah, that was Burke and George. She could have gone and hidden. Right, and been like, oh, I was just at the hospital. You Burke. Know? Yeah, Burke should let her keep it. Really? I mean, uh, she wasn't even staying there. No, stupid. Uh, but he doesn't want her to hide. He wants her to do the thing and say, hey, this bothers me. But she's not going to because she's... Because she, she can't. can't. If she did, then he would make a deal out of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then there's kind of a, you know, George would still be our roommate if Meredith would just apologize. Yeah, Izzy says it very flatly. She says it. Because she's in a mood. And... Meredith says, you know, she has apologized. And sincerely, but it takes two to make a stupid sexual decision. Yes. That's right. It's a, yeah, it's a good moment for Meredith because it's almost like she just. She's like, fuck it's off. It's kind of clicked because before that she was like, oh, I did this horrible thing. I did this thing. It was this terrible, thing. terrible. It was me. I did this. But no, it takes two. And he really. He also helped make this decision. Like, And also. In my opinion, he was a little bit more at fault for right. that in that situation because she was in such a vulnerable state. And yes. as her friend, as her good friend, he should have realized that. But and he's not, not her good friend. He just wants dick. to fuck her. Yeah. Because he loved her the whole time, which is a really Love weird imbalance. quotations. Uh, is obsessed. Is Lusted infatuated. After. Yes. Um, so Izzy wishes they could go back to all getting along, but, um, then she also huffs away with a fake excuse. When yeah, Alex as soon as she's up. like, oh, I just want to wish it would go back to normal. And then Alex comes out and she's like, oh, well, I gotta go. Leaves. Um, and Alex like slams down his lunch, which <laughs> makes the baby cry. And then in a really soothing voice, Christina's going, shut it, shut it. Yeah. Shut it. Shut it. Yeah. Just like, it's really funny. Like, they're in a baby voice. You know, like, she's trying to like, calm the baby down. Sh- 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 yeah. She goes, like, shut, shut it. it. Shut it. <laughs> shut it, baby. Um, then we're in the big, open, breezy overpass. On the bridge, yes. Meredith is talking to Derek. They're sharing a sandwich, mm. which is very cute. It is cute. Um, uh, if they didn't have all the other baggage. She doesn't think that her friend should be mad at her because it's not their yeah. business. She's complaining about this thing that he doesn't know about. She hasn't told him what the thing is. Yeah, and he agrees, and then she's like, you don't get to agree because you don't even know what I'm talking about. He's like, well, why don't he I know says, what you're talking about? Well, like, you're mad at your friends for being mad at you. Like, I know that much. Yeah, I'm getting, yeah. <laughs> and he, he wants her to tell him because he's her friend, and she's like, uh, she doesn't want to tell him. He says, as a friend, you suck. And they kind of laugh. Yeah. And it's, they're, they're, but then he gets distracted from their giggling and he sees Addison talking to Mr. Gibson. You hear, yeah. You hear Addison laughing and he looks across at the elevators and there's Addison and Mr. Gibson laughing and he kind of notices it. Meredith notices that he notices it. And yes. then she says, does Addison know we're friends? Because... It's, it's similar Does to the she? Alex saying, your friends don't even know we're sleeping together. Yeah. So if they were true above the board friends, if we are really friends, Addison would know. Because Derek really did push to be her friend. Absolutely. She was kind of like, okay, I have to cut you off yes. out of my life completely. He's like, no, He's let's like, just be friends. No, we'll be friends. But if his wife doesn't know that he and his ex-mistress 
are friends, then it's not a claim. Are they really friends? Right, because it's not being upfront and being open with your partner. He's hiding this. She's and that's why she's asking, does yeah. she know? So then Derek changes the subject. Oh, he Did gets you get very Sylvia serious. Booker's blood work back yet? Like yeah. he goes straight to work. Business mode. He knows he's wrong. And Meredith is kind of like, yeah, okay. I'm going right now. I'll be back. I'm gonna go get it right now. Yeah. Yeah, because she's it's clear. That yeah. Addison does not that know That was an friends. answer. Yeah. You know, and she's pushing, like, if you're my friend, then this. And it's like, if you're my friend, Addison would know. Like, like if you were actually my friend, I would tell you. But, but I don't think you are. You're not my friend because right. you're not taking this seriously as a friendship. Right. Um, in the surgical observatory, Christina is holding a screaming tuck. Yes. <laughs> she uses his little foot to press the intercom button <laughs> to talk to Bailey in surgery and say, he's, he's crying. crying. <laughs> Bailey is at the operating table and says, let me hear him. And Christina is just a mess. Like her hair is all messy. Oh, she's had this baby for maybe a couple hours and oh she's God. just like. Yeah. Because guess what? A surgery did pop up for Bailey, like the chief said. Yeah. But guess what? When there was a problem, she fixed the problem, which was handing the baby off. Yep. Probably to the wrong person, but to the only person who was available. Yeah. So she holds Tuck up to the intercom. All the other doctors in the OR kind of like look at each other like, are we seriously going to listen to a screaming baby right now? (laughs) And then Bailey says, that's cry number four. He's hungry. You need to feed him. You need to feed him. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. Obviously, of course, that's of course there's four. only four different kinds of cries. Well, in my head, there was like eight. Oh, sure. And that one was number four. But still. But yes, that's, she knows which one it is. She's not, numbered them. It's not a thing. No. That's not a thing. It is for Bailey. Yeah. The fictional character. There is like a, you know, like attention cry or like cry I'm in pain. Those are different. A pain cry for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Those are different. But... So it's Beyond that, how the cries change as they get older too. Like mm-hmm. even just in the experience of like being around nieces and nephews, and well, like your, at yeah, work, your vocal cords just develop differently. There's sometimes I'll hear, hear babies cry, and I'm like, oh, they are fresh out of that womb. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then when yeah. they're older, it sounds so much different. Well, yeah. Fresh babies have like they're just little squeaks, oh, and it's like oh, oh, oh that's so yeah. soft and lovely. Yeah. Oh, which is good because you're so tired in those first few weeks that anything is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got happy. Totally. Uh, oh my god. Um. So then we have the Bookers. They're talking to Derek and Meredith. Yes, they're telling Sylvia about what Derek wants to do and what his plan would be. It's and called a double barrel brain bypass. Mm. It's been performed less than a dozen times. He has performed one successfully, and he's seen one performed. Which, which is do good. one see one? No, see see one, teach one, do one. Yes, is the surgical standard. See one, do one, do one, teach one. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Probably teach after you do. That's what I said, didn't I? You said it, you switched the the teach and the do the first time. Yeah. So the surgical standard is see one, <laughs> do one, teach one. So yes. technically, Derek could teach one at this point. Yes. But even though it's a rare surgery, he has done one and seen one. So so he's good. He feels well qualified. Um, they're going to use two scalp arteries to redirect blood flow yep. in the brain around the aneurysm. There are risks, but... I, the risk is that it could rupture while she's on the table. But it could rupture anytime. Exactly. Kyle uh, sees the chance that it could work, and Sylvia is an instant no. No, hell no. We've always wanted to go to Europe. 
I never had the chance, never had time. We're going. That's it. That's it. We're no, we're done. She, yeah, she humored him with the MRI. She wants to go to Paris. Derek seems like shocked and defeated. Like he really thought she would buy it. I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, because it is a good offer, but because he's he's so sure about it. Right. Is the thing. Sometimes he's not so sure about things, and then it's like, okay, maybe you you can make the decision. Right. But he's real sure about this, this one. He one. feels like he he's knows like, it. Yeah, I got this. Right. So then we have Mr. Booker. He follows Derek out. Yeah. And he he's trying to kind of convince Derek. Um, he's saying, I didn't notice her for 15 years. And since she's been sick, she's all that he's seen. And he doesn't want his wife to die. Yeah. He, he also apologizes if she offended Derek, you know, kind of on behalf of her, which I get. I think it's a courtesy, but also like... You don't well, have to apologize on behalf of yeah. somebody. Well, it was just written so clearly on Derek's face that he was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that right. maybe, maybe he wants to put out saw that. And he was like, oh, sorry. Sorry. But also, yeah, he's admitting, hey, you know what? I was kind of sleepwalking for 15 years yeah, doing it without her. her. Yeah, I didn't notice her. And I don't want her to die. Like, please talk to her. Um, yeah, so he wants Derek to convince her. Derek agrees to talk to her, which we've seen it before where there's, you know, a patient's family that wants a doctor to convince them to do something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, we can't convince them to do anything. Right. We can talk to them again. Mm-hmm. But that's that's unethical to right. push somebody to do a surgery. Yes. Um. And then Addison is in scrubs and a surgical cap. She's talking to Bailey. Yeah, they kind of meet up at a station outside somewhere in the hallway. Yeah. Uh, and she tells Bailey her patient's husband paid attention to her for a whole half hour. Yeah, she's talking about their lunch, the, the lunch that uh, she had with Mr. Gibson, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Bailey is very direct. Like... You're not going to fix your problems with your husband with somebody else's. By having meals with someone else's. Yeah. Like, and then as Edison's leaving, she calls out, I mean it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like. They're friends. They're like, they are that is exactly on the same level. Exactly yeah. right. That's just what I was about to say. Yeah. If you weren't somebody's friend, you'd be like, oh, that sounds cool. But really yeah. be like, oh, that's kind of troubling. Yeah. But because Bailey is her friend, she fucking treated her poison oak all yeah. over her vajayjay. Exactly. She they are very like, close at this point. They have really seen each other's vajays. They, they've, yeah, they both have. Addison delivered her baby. That's the recipe for friendship <laughs> right there. Well, then I guess you and I are Best friends. friends forever. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, don't hurt your rib all over again. <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> that is not the only way to it's be It's not, but it is a very fast one. That's, that's <laughs> a band-aid on a bullet hole that'll work well for you, apparently. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but, but I, I feel like Addison almost told her that for that reaction. Like, she was kind of like... If she wanted someone to just blanket be supportive, she would have told somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. She knew she, what she was going to get from she Bailey, She knows which is that this honesty. is a weird, it's a weird thing. And it's weird that she wants this attention <laughs> from this random dude. Totally. Well, I don't think the wanting attention is weird. I think yeah. the talking about that it happened is like 
please acknowledge for me that there's some need that's not getting filled in an appropriate yes. way. Yeah. The need is regular. Yeah. The way she chose to fill it is a little off kilter. Yeah. But also it did sort of fall in her lap. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like she specifically yeah, was like hitting exactly. on a patient's it's such husband. A weird, it's a weird situation yeah. where she's just kind of like, oh, okay. This thing I, happened. I, like, I, what do I do? <laughs> which I think that's a thing that's really nice to have a good friend that you can be like, so this thing happened. Talk it out with me. I feel kind of weird about it, but it's also kind of good. What do you think? Like, yeah. And then to have somebody who's like, okay, I get that. You were seeking something. This is how, yeah. you, this is how you got it. Like, I think that's a really good friend to have. You yeah. Know? Yeah, they are close friends. Uh, then we have Christina being defeated by Tuck. Christina is trying so hard to get that baby to eat. <laughs> yummy, Bailey, breast milk, food. <laughs> yummy, Bailey, breast milk, food. Oh, my God. She does not know how to feed a baby. And Burke is walking up behind and sees her and kind of stops and is like, well, look at you. Yeah, he definitely finds it amusing that she's failing. Yeah. And, and Christina is just at her wit's end. She's yelling at that baby. Take this bottle. I can't help you if you don't want to eat. She's like losing yeah. it. And George, George comes out of nowhere. By. Yeah. <laughs> and he just picks the baby up, takes the bottle, <coughs> and starts feeding the baby. Easily. Burke comments that he's a natural. Babies just like me. Is what George says. Yeah, it's not nieces or nephews, just babies like him. And yeah. then Burke also lays another compliment on, oh, that speaks to a good bedside manner. That felt like a jab towards Christina, because he kind of looks at her. Absolutely it was. That speaks to a good bedside manner. Well, it's like when he called oh. her, um, oh, what did that peppy doctor call her? I don't remember. You know the peppy doctor? Yeah, yeah, Sydney. I don't know. I don't know either. Something. <laughs> um, Callie comes up to see a little guy and talk real close yeah. to George. Ooh, stand close. Uh, she's scheduled the Mercer Kids surgery for tomorrow. Do you want in? She says, I assume you want in. Yeah. And Christina shoots up out of her chair and says, I, I want in mean. on a surgery. Any surgery. <laughs> she's way too thirsty for it. Yes. And then Callie turns to her, who are you? <laughs> Very rudely. Ooh. Who are you? But also, yeah, she wouldn't necessarily know because no, they haven't, they haven't done much ortho work. But she looks her up and down and she's like, no, I only need one intern. But she's like, I'm Christina. I only need one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Christina. And she kind of turns to O'Malley and says, last invitation, O'Malley, balls in your court. Yeah. This is the last invitation she's extending. So... It is like a, hey, I'm giving you this because I'm interested in you. Yeah. She's very, very blatant clear. about it. Yeah. Yes. There's Do I no... need to draw it out for you? She maybe could. That might be helpful. Yeah. Um, Christina is impressed because she saw that. She goes, seriously? Seriously. Yeah. George says back to her and she's like, nice. Think she has a couch for you to sleep on? Yes. <laughs> It's not all friendly. Christina's also got a vested interest yes. for herself. Which Please is get fine. out of my apartment. Please fuck Leave. off. Yeah, I love it. I think she's going to couch you. Then we have Sylvia Booker outside the hospital. She's got this, like, beautiful, like, heathered tangerine pea coat on. Yeah. She was dressed real nice because they were at brunch and they were they looked cute. She had, like, a yellow dress Like or a something. yellow sweater kind of a thing yeah. and a gold necklace and earrings. Yeah, she's, they like... Looked she looked good. Damn. Yeah. She's a beautiful woman. Totally. Um, yeah. 
And Derek kind of comes up to her as she's outside. She's waiting for her husband to bring her on the car. She does not want to talk to him. No, she does not. Uh, he says, I know you're worried about the surgery. <laughs> and she's like, no. Nope. I'm not because I'm not having it. I'm not worried about it because I'm not having it. And, and uh, she has a great marriage and a life and yeah. she wants to live it. For the first time, she kind of, in however many years, she feels like she has this. She doesn't want to lose that. Right. Um, you know, but then Derek reminds her, you know, you have weeks, but it could be decades. Yeah. And so she she doesn't want to die, but she doesn't want it to go back to how it was. Yeah, she's kind of adamant, like, I'm not crazy. I'm not being irrational here. Like, I, I don't want to die. Um, And he says, I understand. You're tired of settling. Yes. So he's finally kind of connecting. Like, he... He's trying to connect with her, and right. she, he says that I understand you're tired of settling, so don't fight. fight Make for the your decision life. that you'll never settle again. Yeah, fight for your life, yeah. for your marriage. Let me operate. Yeah, he speaks kind of in her terms, right? Like you didn't, you don't want to go back to that. Great, don't. Then, then don't. Yeah, right. yeah. Actually, fight for it. Um, then we have Izzy by Denny's bedside, and she comes right in with the Elvad pitch. Yeah, as soon as he takes his mask off and wakes up and looks at her, she's just, yeah. It stops the organ deterioration. You'll be off most of your meds. It helps your heart rest. And he says he's just so tired. He's just so tired. Well, she starts welling up and goes back yeah. to rattling off the facts. And the the bottom line for Denny right now is not getting to leave the hospital. Yeah, having That's that surgery really big. means that he can't leave the hospital, and he hates that. And she knows he's like, you know, I hate that. And she says, as your doctor, I can't support you making any other decision. And then she goes back to the facts again because and, That's her yeah. comfort place. And she kind of ends off with, "We need more time." And he says, "We, we." We, your doctors. And then she kind of looks to the side and kind of gathers courage. Concedes. And we. And which makes him so happy. Totally. It's it, like very italicized uh, we. Like, we. and so, you know, she was just trying to bring in the facts. She's trying to be professional, but like, yeah. when he pushes even a little bit on that like personal button, she You does. don't have to push very hard on the personal button for Izzy. No, she folds. <laughs> just just in general in yeah, her life. Totally. <laughs> and she says that she will be there every day. Every day. Because that's part of it is not he doesn't want to be in the hospital, but then like you get to see me. Like yeah. and then there's an added bonus that it will really piss off Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, Yeah, it will. Yeah. She concedes to that. Mm-hmm, yeah. And he says, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Agrees. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. If it gets me to stay with you, then okay. okay. Um. Then we have Heath, the hockey player in the ambulance bay, with a bloodied, bandaged hand. He just walks into the ER, and George is working there, and kind of turns he sees in. George, and Heath is very excited. I told you I couldn't miss my game. <laughs> I got two goals, one assist, and yeah, George and asks, the stats were there. What did you do? I cut off my finger. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, yep, he cut it off. He cut it off. He And he saved it so you can sew it back on, is what he says. He pulls up a cooler. Oh, my God. That his finger is presumably in. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then they 
kind of nod at each other. Like, yeah, George is just kind of like, oh, okay, got it. (laughs) So then George and Kelly are in the surgery trying to do something with that finger. Bulky is there. Bulky's there. Yeah. Um, Kelly sees a deep tissue infection. George says that Heath found out about it on the internet. (laughs) Yeah. He looked it up on the internet. How to do it. And Kelly says, you know, he sacrificed for his passion and that's respectable. Yeah. She kind of gets that. She does. She gets that sort of athlete mentality, I think. Totally. And George disagrees. Yeah. George Um, does not get it. And like that, you know, that doesn't stop the pain to just cut it off. But like Callie's that, like, you know, there's it, more underlying pain and right. Um, yeah. Not talking about the finger. They kind of go into a place about like phantom pain and stopping the pain and yeah, I he's he's I going got, off on a thing. I got lost. I didn't know what we were talking about. But we weren't talking about the finger. Uh, well, I think he cut off his hair in order to try to heal his pain, and it didn't work. And he still has the phantom pain and. It's not, there's no Band-Aid he can put on that bullet hole. He just has to wait for it to get better. Yeah. So, and then <laughs> Kelly goes, well, your ex did a real number on you. <laughs> <laughs> and Boki just looks at George and makes eye contact. Like, God, she's judging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, it just, it was such a convoluted, like, surgical, in-surgery metaphor. You know, yeah. where they're not looking at each other, there's no other context. And I just was like, huh? Like, I got lost. It just... Yeah, it, he was trying to make it about him. Oh, of what course. else is new? What? What? George does that. So then we see Mrs. Sylvia Booker being wheeled into surgery. Yes. She's confirming plans with Kyle. He will quit his job. They will sell the house. They will move to Paris. Whether or not she makes it yes. through surgery. Even if she dies, she wants him to do the, do all that. And he tells her, Sylvia, please don't die. <sighs> Yeah. He wants to do it with her. And Meredith is hearing all this, and she's so sad. And oh she, like, God. her hand kind of hesitates as she hits the door yes. button. And she's just like, oh, Okay, sorry, you can't come any further. As far as you can go. Yeah. Um, then we have an on-call room. Bailey enters. And Christina and baby are asleep on the bed. Yeah. Bailey comes to get the baby. And Christina kind of wakes up, and Bailey tells her to keep sleeping. But she's I literally like, wrote, oh. she kind of wakes up. Yeah. 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 She kind of wakes up. Yeah. She's talking about poop everywhere. There's Because she probably wasn't totally asleep because that's how you are those first couple weeks with a new baby. You're (laughs) not. You never really sleep. God. Um, (laughs) That's the worst. Yeah. Christina knows who she's talking to. She says, you know, I know you're my boss. You could ruin my career. Torture, pain, living living hell, et cetera. But I don't babysit. In the future, I don't babysit. And Bailey concedes. She says, fine. Yeah. Um, I think she saw how hard it was for Christina. Well, and I think she didn't want to do it in the first place, and she feels guilty about no. it. Like, how can I be both this mom She's still home? trying to figure out her shit. Yeah. Yeah. And there's other episodes, I think, that come up, well, forever, that it's like, how does she balance this? How is this? How can I be Bailey? Because she's a surgeon. She's not going to be a stay-at-home mom. She can't. She can't do that. That's not her. And that, you know, leads to some issues in her marriage in the future. And I think it's bold of Christina to be so upfront instead of being like yeah. kissing ass and be like, nope, I loved right. it, loved it. But she really, you know, she's like, she, oh my God, put me in any surgery. You know, She tried. <laughs> she did. She gave it. And she really didn't do that bad of a job No, either. she kept the kid alive. The I mean, kid is still alive. Yeah. 
she kept them fed, him fed. We briefly see um, Addison delivering a baby for the Gibsons. Yes. So their baby has been delivered. And then Denny's surgery in Song Elvad and Izzy is sort of nervously asking a bunch of questions. Yeah, she's been reading about patient hearts rebuilding and getting weaned off the Elvad. And Burke is very clear that's not likely. In Denny's case, his heart is too weak. Yeah. So she has this sort of false hope. She's tr- yeah, she's trying to have a hope. And be optimistic. And Burke is like, yeah, yeah that's not going to happen here. Like, Sorry, honey. Yeah. Um, and then briefly in a scrub room, Addison puts her ring back on after surgery. Yep. So she's looking at her rings, clearly thinking about her marriage and Derek. And then she goes back to check on the Gibsons after the baby is born. And they're both like doting over their baby, their new baby. And they're so happy. And so briefly before she walks into the patient room, she checks her reflection mm, yes. in a painting that's outside, like, cause it's behind glass. And it's a moment of like, I want to look nice before I like see these people because I had this moment with Mr. Gibson. I want another compliment. I want someone to tell me I'm beautiful. And extraordinarily she, beautiful. Again. Yeah. They're like doting over this baby and he doesn't even really look up. No. They're both like, oh, we're doing great. Yeah. Thank you. He and goes, oh, yeah. Right. Thank you. Like yeah. kind of glances up and then. He's too enamored with his new baby. But also I think he didn't want to show her any attention because he's trying to focus on his wife and baby. Like that's yeah. what he should be doing. And yeah. He just maybe also wanted a distraction, a distraction at the time. Like maybe it's a very clear like, oh, oh yeah. Thanks. Like, yeah. He yeah. could have looked her in the eye and been like. Thank you yeah. for doing this for my wife and baby. Yeah. You know? Um, she feels, like, stupid and scorned. And yes. She walks out and she's like, oh. Yeah. She feels like She feels idiot. dumb. Feels, she feels dumb for wanting that little bit of yeah. attention, even though it didn't really mean anything. No, know? it didn't. But it she just wants. It made her feel good. Uh, she feels stupid for wanting it, which yeah. is sad because. It's so sad. It's such a human condition. It absolutely yeah. is. Everybody needs to be paid attention to. And like, she is unfortunately not getting it where, a na- you know, naturally she would. Yeah. And then, yeah, she feels so stupid. And it's really sad. It's sad. Um, then Heath has an infection. He has that deep... Yes. They're, they're explaining it to him and his mother. Um, he may never regain full function of his hand. Yeah, because he jammed his hand into a dirty hockey glove, which I'm like, yeah, seriously, gross. you didn't put a glove on? Like a, like like a surgical glove before yeah. you put it in the hockey... Whatever. So it's nasty. Yeah, he, he just chopped it off and shoved it in there. Right. So he has MRSA. It's a deep tissue infection, and she, yeah. she reads the whole name of it, but it's MRSA. And, um, Which is a big deal. They would be lucky to preserve enough muscle function for him to have any hand function. Yeah. Um, and Heath is in denial the whole time. He's like, no, time. I looked it up on the internet. This other athlete did it. No, they're wrong. It was Mom fine. They're wrong. Like, and they say, like, sorry, but your hockey career is over. Yeah. Which... Which is the whole reason he was doing the, the thing in the in the first place. It's why he put the band-aid over the bullet hole. Yeah. yeah. It's so sad. Um, and he just keeps saying, like, but I got the directions off the internet. But it, it, the internet. Yeah, the internet, but the, Mom. But the internet. Yeah. Um, Millennials. Am I right, <laughs> folks? Um, Meredith and Derek are in surgery with Mrs. Booker's aneurysm, and everything is starting to look good. Yeah. It's going in the right direction. 
Meredith asks Derek, do you think they'll move to Paris? Yeah, do you think they'll follow through? And yeah. and Derek is cautiously optimistic. He says, I hope so. I hope so. And he, after saying that, he looks up at Addison, up in the observation, and makes eye contact. Yeah, the observation deck is very full, also. It is. There's a bunch yeah. of people, and then George, Christina, well, Addison, such a Bailey, big, Baby. In, it was such a big aneurysm. Right. It was, it was it's probably a, a big deal. We surgery. just they didn't make a big deal out of it in the episode so much. Yeah. But in other episodes, like if she was going, she if she was written to die, right. <laughs> it probably would have been a bigger deal throughout the episode of how big it was. Right. A big risk, risky yeah. surgery. Yeah. Um, so then after the surgery, um, Meredith and Derek are talking and Meredith says it was amazing. Um, and Derek says, Meredith, he was kidding. Um, you know, you can, Tell him anything about this horrible thing. Come on. Like, yeah. He's once again trying to get her to tell him the horrible thing that she did as a friend. As a friend. And Meredith is kind of like, there's a line yes. between between friends and not friends. And if I tell you, if I tell you this horrible thing, then you have to react as my friend and not my not friend. You have to react as my friend and not my not friend, which is a very childish way to say it, but it gets her point across. Like, Yeah, and how else are you going to say it? You know, not my... I mean, how how else are you going to say it so succinctly? Right, yeah. You know? And then not <laughs> as not, somebody who's not my friend. Not like, my ex-lover. Right. Which would be so she says, uncomfortable. You ready? I'm ready. And there's a very dramatic build. And then she tells the truth. Yeah, she says it very simply. I slept with George, and it was a horrible mistake, and now I can't make it right. And he reacts sad and disappointed and shakes his head, and she cues him. It's a very quick moment of his internal emotions. I agree. And then he kind of gets this impassive look. He's like, okay, I said I was going to be her friend, so. (laughs) She cues him to say something friendly. (laughs) Yeah, say something friendly. (laughs) Um. And Derek says, you know, keep apologizing until he listens. Use the elevator. Yeah, do what I do. Use the elevator. And they yeah. kind of both chuckle about that. Because they've had moments there. and Because he does. He uses the elevator. He yeah. He stops it. And it's, it's, it's a place to kind of... Trap somebody. Trap somebody. <laughs> Force a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And he walks out and he very briefly glances back and has this... Sort of sad look on his face, but it's very brief. He's doing a good job of. He's trying. He's trying. He's he actually really trying because there have been p- parts in the past when he's been trying, and it's been like, oh, I can't handle it. I'm right. Yeah, he is trying, but it's clear he still has feelings, oh, and yeah. I appreciate her saying, "Hey, say something friendly." Say something like friendly. she clearly did not want to tell him, and so no. then it's like, all right, well then you have to play ball yeah. if we're gonna do this, yeah. like. And he does. But it is the fact that he is so sad that she slept with somebody else is like, if if you truly were friends, yeah. you know, there wouldn't be that same like, oh, God, I wish she hadn't fucked somebody else. Like, it wouldn't be like that, probably. Yeah. Because Which is it's probably not, what he's telling himself, too. Right. He's probably like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling like this. And it's not like his sadness is like, oh, gosh, you really got hurt and really hurt a friend. Oh, That's why I'm sad. No. Yeah, he's no. fucking sad for himself. Yep. Like, yeah. So she smiles. Which is why and, he is a, like, why he does mask it and right. stuffs exactly. it down. Um, and then we briefly get a, an image, sort of Derek silhouetted on the bridge 
leaning out, looking out the big window. Dramatically, the flag is blowing in the wind. It's dark. Yes, yes. He's, he's thinking. Um, and then we have elevator ding, and George jumps in, and Meredith sneaks in at the last second. Yeah, she just kind of rushes in through the closing door. She says, you're trapped. <laughs> you don't have to talk. I'll do the talking. And George doesn't look at her the whole scene. No. Just looks up at the numbers, <sighs> counting them down, waiting until he's done. She says she is going to make excuses, but she will be there when he is ready to forgive her. Yes. She says that they're friends, and she's going to be there. Yeah. Yep, I'll be here when, when you decide, you do to, decide turn to look back. I'll be here. Yep. And then he walks out and doesn't look back just like she had. And she does said. stand there yep. and wait. Um, then we have Izzy by Denny's bed in tears. Yes, she's waiting for him to wake up and then he kind of wakes up and says, Hey. Yeah, she's holding his hand. Yeah. And, and he says, Don't you have somewhere to be? And she says, Yeah, I'm there. It's cute. It's yeah. also. So much involvement with the patient. It's inappropriate, but... So inappropriate, but also... But it's Denny, so we get it. We understand. <laughs> but right, if it was anybody else, I'd be like, holy shit, fuck off. Like, yeah. you can't be like... They they played it just right. Like They, they totally They did. picked the right people. They wrote it correctly yep. where it's not gross. It's not. But it could have been gross yes. so easily. Yes. Um, we have a voiceover. The world is full of unexpected twists and turns. And just when you've gotten the lay of the ground underneath you, well, the lay of the land, the ground underneath you shifts and knocks you off your feet. Ugh. And just as that is speaking, as Meredith is speaking that. <laughs> Christina comes home smiling, but her face yeah, drops. She gets home. <laughs> and uh, so does ours as we find oh, Burke and George both in the living room playing instruments. <laughs> George is like on a clarinet. Yeah, George has his clarinet. Burke has his trumpet, and they're playing random notes. They're like playing joyfully, just tooting around and just just playing. And Christina just has kind of a look on her face, like, "Oh "Oh my god!" She sighs and huffs into the bedroom, and she's over it. She's dealt with a crying baby all day, and then she comes home to this. And she didn't get to do any cool surgeries. No! Worst day ever! babysitting. I had a friend who their family would always do Christmas band, so, like, Mm -hmm. the Christmas morning, they would all, like, grab random instruments from around the house and, like, do a little parade. Okay. Which is so cute, but they had this, like, decorative French horn on their wall Uh that, like, technically played, but it was, like... Yeah, you know, and that was always a Christmas band favorite. Sure, this feels like Christmas band. <laughs> um, then Derek sees Mrs. Booker wake up and look at her husband. Yes, we have a little voiceover. Some wounds are deeper than they first appear and require more than just a quick fix. Hmm. Which is yeah, that's a good uh, analogy for. Him getting home to yes. the trailer, and there's Addison reading a magazine in bed in her silky gold jammies, and yes. she's got reading glasses, looking classy AF. Oh my god, yes! And in the trailer, I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm gonna live in this trailer for you, but I'm gonna do it my I'm gonna way. I'm gonna be me, yeah. Uh, and she doesn't even look up, and he says, "Hey," and then she's kind of like, "Oh, hey." Yeah, he's just like looking at her, and she goes, "What?" <laughs> yeah, he lays down on the end of the bed. And uh, we see his blue long sleeve shirt. Yes. And it's pushed up over his his elbows. It looks real good. Pushed up mm-hmm. like that. Yes. Mm. Uh, they make eye contact. And, yeah, she says, what? And he says, I was indifferent. 
Yeah, he, like, admits slash confesses it. It's Yeah, he's saying it as a fact. Like, this is, I was. I was indifferent. This is true. I was indifferent before. Addison agrees. In New York, even before Mark. Yes. Yeah. He was absent. Yes. Yes. I'm partly to blame. He starts crying. Yeah. I'm partly to blame for what's happened to our marriage. She says, yeah. Yeah. And she's kind of like, oh, shit. Yes. This is what I've been trying to say. Like. I've been waiting for this. This is my whole life. And she Uh, she says, I'm sorry. I'm working on it. Yeah. She says, okay. Yeah. She kind of smiles and she starts to take off her reading glasses almost as if she's expecting more. Yeah. But then he turns around, turns away. I think that's as much as he can give right now being as hurt as he is. Yes. With this news he just learned about Meredith, who he also loves. But then with the patience that he saw that day, Mm -hmm. it's he's like, yeah, I had been sleepwalking. I had not been seeing her. Yeah. And then she slept with Mark. Yeah. Like, it was before that. And owning any sort of responsibility for the way things were is the most he's ever done. Right. It's progress. For his marriage. Yep. Um, she was yeah. hoping for more, but he can't give her more at the moment. Yeah. I had a friend this week who had, like, a, a nice, like, serious moment with a partner. And then they, like, looped back around and talked about it. <laughs> she texted me and was like, we talked about it. And it went amazing. We had the most mind-blowing sex. And I cried. <laughs> and I was like, damn. She's like, it was fucking great. I'm like, that's awesome. Like, that's the ideal, like, intimacy, right? Yeah. It's like, we talk about shit. And then, you know, like, it's so great. And then we like, cry. And you connect and you cry from so many orgasms. Perfect. Like, great. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Beautiful. Um, And then finally, as the episode ends, we have one shot of Meredith in bed. As the voiceover is saying, with some wounds, you have to just rip off the Band-Aid and let them breathe and give them time to heal. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, Meredith's just staring out her window. She just has to wait for George to not be mad at her and... And for Derek to figure his shit out. For Derek to figure his shit out. Decide if he really wants to be her friend. Yeah. And... Or more. Or whatever. Actually end his... Because I think she is okay with just being his friend. She could make that work. She just wants finality. I agree. If he would let her make it work, it would work. Yes. The problem is that he keeps being him. He keeps being (laughs) like the flirty, loving... Oh, it was good to see you today. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go for walks. Let's be friends. Yeah. yeah. Let's have a dog together. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. Um, share emotional truths. And that is the end of episode 20. Yes. Season two, episode 20. Um, dramatic end. So dramatic. Mm. Crying in bed. Um, she's not really crying, but. No, she's contemplative. And like, you can see the reflection on her face. Yeah. Or the shadow. Yeah. Yeah. Crying on the inside. That's right. Yeah. Um, shall we do a little Netflix corner? Mm. Because I have something new. Do you? Yes. Now I have to actually think of like what I want to okay, well, talk about. Just let me talk then. You do talks. You talk. I will do the words. Um, We binged Russian Doll. Okay. I still haven't seen that yet. Oh my God. Okay. It's written by Natasha Leon. Leon, who's also the star, Amy Poehler, and someone else's name I didn't recognize. But um, it is so good. Yeah. The soundtrack is fucking amazing. I've been on that Spotify playlist for a whole week. Okay. It's so good. 
And it's a little bit repetitive by nature. Like, yeah. if you watch the trailer, it's that she, like, keeps dying and then waking up the yeah, same. Yeah, kind of groundhog Sort of groundhog day, except instead of the night, it's when she keeps dying. Ah, so it's, like, uh-huh. not a full 24 hours necessarily. Yeah. Or maybe more, but she keeps dying. Sure. Um, and um, she is so beautiful and, like, perfect for the role. And, her. like. You know, she in real life had a drug problem and like has this huge scar on her chest from having some complication. And anyway, yeah, yeah. She like plays this beautiful like junkie and like kind of She's well, got great I, hair. I would say drug user. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she is like it's amazing. Definitely not safe for kids. Yeah. <laughs> at all. Um, it's beautiful and wonderful and the soundtrack is fucking rad and it's so cool and it's like a little bit creepy scary Yeah. At, towards the end but like nothing that I couldn't handle and I do not like scary yeah, stuff. Yeah, you don't like scary stuff at, at all. I, I can handle slightly more scary stuff than you can. It's even a little bit gory. Okay. Um, I can handle some gore. It's, it's not that I can't handle it. It's that I don't like it. It's not your preference. Yeah. yeah. It's super fucking good. I highly recommend Okay, great. Um, I would like to recommend, not Netflix, but it is currently on HBO mm. Now or Go or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever one that is. Um, because We got it, again, because of Game of Thrones. Sure, So yeah. we're going to be watching the final season of that. Yeah. But Crazy Rich Asians Ooh, is on I that currently. That's good. And I've been wanting to watch it and it just hasn't been on any other streaming services yes. and I didn't want to pay for it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's on there currently as I'm speaking and it's so good. It's crazy. Like it, it they're because they're so stupid rich. It's <laughs> it's all these locations yeah. that are ridiculous and there's this wedding scene wait is it reality tv or is no. it scripted no it's scripted it's okay. a, it's from a book oh okay so it's based on um it's a chinese american woman who is an economic economics econ- economics economics yeah e- economics professor okay and her boyfriend she apparently doesn't know much about his background but okay. she has this boyfriend that she's been seeing for a year and then she goes to a family wedding with him in singapore and turns out he's like the prince of Singapore. Oh shit! Like he's not not literally no, the prince, but like, but like the wealthiest family. Oh my god! There, yeah, old old money. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They own all kinds of hotels, whatever and stuff, the fuck. Yeah, uh, is his family, and he hasn't really told her about this because it was kind of like, oh, I met this Chinese woman. Love me for me. Who likes me for me and doesn't just want me for my family. Doesn't know my reputation. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. And, um, and they're, everyone is beautiful. (laughs) And there's beautiful clothes. Dang. But this wedding scene, the wedding that they go to, they're in some sort of hall, church place. I don't know. Uh But they've got like grass going up from the floor and they've got trees and it's lighted all beautifully and when the bride comes down they all hold up these like light up flower things that hang over and then water slowly trickles down before the bride comes out i know i'm giving away a lot i'm sorry because it was such a beautiful moment yeah but this water trickles out right before the bride walks down yeah and it's just like this slow all of a sudden it's this river and she kind of walks out and she doesn't have shoes on and she's very slowly almost dancer like walking down this aisle while someone plays um fools rush in oh in my this beautiful God. cover 
like female voice cover of Fools Rush In. Holy shit. Just like chills. It was beautiful. Oh my god. But also how much money would how it take many to dollars? get this? Yeah. <laughs> Cuz this could go so wrong so easily, but right. it's beautiful. Like this when you said light up flowers, I was picturing like like you bend a glow stick. No. And I was like, "Oh, that doesn't sound No, cute. it was like like they look like flowers, but then all the lights go down and there's little lights." Oh, wow. So it's almost like fireflies or something Ooh. yeah wow dang that's these sound ridiculous cool. scenes Ooh, yeah and very interesting and yeah. it's all chinese actors and it's casted very well cool and it's beautiful and yeah it's kind of a predictable love <laughs> love story sure. rom-com but but like who's ever mad at that it's like, fun and it's yeah but just the whole time I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? There's so much money. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> well, I know Russian Doll came out a long time ago. People have probably seen it. I don't yeah. know how long I, yeah, Crazy I Rich Asians has been on that. I but... mean, it's been out for a while, but it hasn't. New to us. <laughs> <laughs> New to us. Um, Recommend. Yeah. I We've been watching more, like, movies lately. Yeah. Um. Which has been good, because I'm not always ready for a whole movie, but it is kind of nice to switch it up every once in a while. Yeah, sometimes you just kind of Not just always tired. watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine and The yeah, Office and Bob's Burgers. Catch up. Yeah. Oh, another one on HBO. Yeah. Series. Um, I watched Sharp Objects. That's It's one with Amy, Amy Adams. Yeah. It is, like, the whole time I was like, twist? <laughs> Dude, I was reading about that and I was like, that sounds amazing. It's very good. Cool. It's depressing and good. Cool. Yeah. Oh, you love it, you four. Oh, man. Enneagram <laughs> type four. I love the depressing stuff. Um, make me cry. Make me. Make me cry. <laughs> um, why don't we tell the people where they can find us? You can find us on Instagram at Shades of Grey's Pod. Um, you can email us at shadesofgrayspod at gmail.com. Yes. Um, I don't know that anybody has ever emailed us. No, but, but if you, you want to. welcome to. You want to be the first person to email us? Oh my God, fan mail? What? We'd probably Hello? shout you out if it was a... TBH, we would, Tirza. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> love you. <laughs> Biggest fan. Oh, for real. Um, we did get a lot of uh, likes on our Jenny Lewis post. Oh, we didn't even talk about that, I don't think, on the pod at all. Um, our trip. No, we didn't. So mm. we got to go see Jenny Lewis in Madison, Wisconsin. Yes. At the Sylvie. Yes, who you may know as the person who sings... Portions for Foxes from Rilo Kylie. Season one, episode one. Which she sang. In the encore. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so beautiful. Oh. She, she mostly, obviously, sang from her new album, On the Line. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for the encore, she sang that. And Katie and I just had this beautiful moment we on the floor of the We both were, like, Sylvie. grabbing each other. Like, yes. What's ah, happening? We can Instagram this. It's good. People are going to love it. It's, and that's how Katie first heard about her. And yeah, that was my very first... Jenny Lewis intro was oh, from so the Grey's beautiful. Anatomy soundtrack, the very first episode when I watched it real time, 
Fortunes for Foxes. You're like, I'm down. I'm down. Um, so then Katie and I were tired, so we went back to our hotel afterwards, and I was like, I know! Like, yeah. I was so excited. And then we were like, we're tired. Like, let's wash our faces. Let's turn on some Golden Girls. Yeah, we just turned on, yeah. We turned on, like, the Hallmark Channel. Golden Girls was playing. Yeah. And we're watching, watching... It was the episode with Jenny Lewis in it yes! as a child actor. Yeah. It was amazing. Where she steals Rose's teddy bear. It The syndication just of that show, I couldn't believe it was just the How right night. How did this happen? Just the right time. It was fucking perfect and beautiful. You want to talk about evidence that God is real. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we talk about this? <laughs> The synchronicities are so cool. It was a, we like flipped our shit in this tiny little hotel. Oh room. yeah, it was it so was exciting. So cool. Um, yeah, the Ruby Marie in hotel, Ruby Marie Hotel. Um, was so cute in Madison. Recommend for sure. Yeah. Um, lots of little restaurants attached, different styles like a pub and a bar and a this and a that like German a little bakery and yeah. this like it was if so you like cute. Kitschy sort of locally stuff. Yeah, I feel like that's. That'll be your place. And also, it is close to the Sylvie if you're going to see a show there. Yeah. Which is a nice venue. I know some people complain that the shows don't go very late, but I I was found fine with that. I was in I was so much tired. pain. I know. My legs hurt so bad after I that. Too. Standing on the concrete. I know. It's funny. You no, know, like, it was perfect. My, <laughs> my friend has a... Her, her mother, Janet, like, is such a big into the scene of like concerts sure She's like damn the sylvie like they only go till 11 like she would be out to like one like the seventh encore yeah. it's just not me like no. so i think if you're like hardcore maybe that's not for you but yeah i've been to two shows there now all three acts i have loved like yeah, yeah. they're beautiful so yeah, and everything went, like, it was very fast to get in, and... The bartender was so kind, and, like, yeah. mixed me up something special, like, really went above and beyond, uh, which, like, before I had tipped, which was very thoughtful. Right, like, And yeah. she did not have to do that. Like, yeah, it was cool, so... Yeah, it was a good place. Good, good show. Good great, friends. Great days. Yeah, good, good friends. Um, anything else we want to tell the people? <sighs> Not that I can think of. Okay. Cool. I don't know. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. We love you guys. Sorry you guys. it's been a little while since we uh, yeah. last spoke. But I suppose these episodes going out, you know, they'll be maybe these will be closer together with the last two. There's There's been some editing hiccups. I've sort of been working yeah. on a different editing thing. Uh, yeah. That has taken a lot of time and effort and brain power. So yes, we'll we'll talk about it if it ever if comes it ever to fruition. Yeah, <laughs> becomes anything. Uh, but in but the it'll meantime, be exciting if it does. You know, be well. Us. And uh, we love you. We love you. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.